0: Bring your dog Smoky Weedland.
1: You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer.
2: She wasn't wearing anything! Oh man!
3: Pounding the old in and out, eh? Me, baby. All right, I'll do it. Whatever, whatever turns you. On.
4: I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake.
5: And that song oh. you. that's all you do. Why
6: don't you shift a little bit? Move that ass.
5: A lot of twisty and kicky stuff.
6: You love it. Yeah. yeah.
7: You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast.
0: Or hey, maybe you wouldn't know. I don't know. What am I knowing about what you're expected to know? Not very much. What I do know is it's November 29th, 2022. Little dose at the end there. And uh, you're listening to episode 209 of Bowl After Bowl on yet another token Tuesday night. Thanks for joining us. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
8: And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're in the bowl. That's right. For another one.
0: So welcome back, or hey, welcome for the very first time, maybe. Who knows? I'm just glad you're here. Got some high-energy uh, intro there. Oh, yeah. Dancing. I'm dancing, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm moving my legs around
8: Moving legs around, moving. uh, Dancing,
0: move your legs around.
8: Sliders around. That's right. I'm (laughs)
0: I'm clicking here. I'm dragging there. I'm tapping buttons.
8: Every body part. I don't know. I I have
0: no idea what the hell I'm doing. It all sounds different now. It does. Sounds a little different because we're like listening to the full quality, I guess.
8: So this is the full quality.
0: This is what it really sounds like.
8: (laughs) Yeah. Christmas came early.
0: I don't know what uh, I don't know what to think. Uh but I do want to thank the bowlers cuz we got a uh, um picked up at Guitar Center some new t- uh, a new Tascam headphone pair. The yeah. uh, TX something X300 some shit.
8: Stop moving your head. I'll read it you, off. Uh, TH300X.
0: TH uh THC300. THC now with uh, 300 times more THC in the headphones, and uh, yes, thank you uh, to the bowlers. We saw so Guitar Center had a a slash on them on the task cams, so we grabbed two of them. They're usually 100 bucks a, uh, for a set. And we got two sets for 80 bucks.
8: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: So now we have a f- uh, the proper number of microphoneage and. <laughs> Headphoneage for in-person guests. Imagine that. Which uh, I always uh, when we do in-person guests. Usually, so it's been Abel <laughs> Kirby, and then of course we had uh, Lavish and Cotton Gin
8: at the same time, and of
0: course we had Phoenix and Phoneboy. So it's always been other audio files with us. So basically, how in-person shows have worked for us so far is I stand up, wander around like a retard looking for more headphones, more microphones, more et cetera. And uh, the person who's with us is like, oh, I have my own shit. And then I go, oh, thank God. Because I know I have stuff, but I just don't know where it is, and I'm like digging around. (laughs) So now we have the dedicated sets. They're big cans. It's not like I have to uh, jerry-rig some kind of bullshit earbud situation going on. Um, which is kind of what I my fallback plan is sometimes now we get the real deal and I got uh line extenders too so like they could sit over way over there and they won't have to stretch the cord or anything like that no no ignorance so now I can actually have in person uh guests yeah, in person guests <laughs> comfortably. comfortably yes
8: yeah the bowl has evolved yeah all thanks to the bowlers out there
0: yes thank you bowlers that's uh, the value coming back into the show. Now we can hear uh, how bad we sound.
8: Yeah. <laughs> do you know how bad you sound?
0: We do now. Uh, Tascam has delivered the full sound of badness into our ears. Thank you, TaskCam. More importantly, thank you, Bullers. And uh, I guess thanks Black Friday for just being the arbitrary day of the year that everything's way cheaper when you're talking about electronic shit. People got to get it out the door, flush that toilet of inventory. Get the new stuff in.
8: We didn't even have to go out on Black Friday to get them, though. The sale kept rolling through. That's
0: right. It was on a Monday, wasn't it? Or yeah. was it su- uh, Sunday? I don't know. Sunday? Sunday. Sunday wow. or Monday. All these sh- fucking days run together. I hate this time of year.
8: It gets dark at five o'clock. Like the and...
0: the, the, the whole yeah the, the the darkness the cold. I like the holiday season, okay, and I like the lights and the Christmas tunes and the all of that kind of stuff, you know, the holiday traditions. Had a good Thanksgiving uh, meal and eats, all that kind of stuff. But other than that, like if I could just go to sleep, December twenty sixth, wake up March first, I'd be into that. Yeah, I'd be very into that.
8: I'm not a winter person myself. But, That's why uh, I left the New England.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got too gotta, much winter. You gotta keep, uh, you gotta keep on keep it on I guess.
8: Yeah. Well, oh, I guess it, this might be in your on chain segment. But I was gonna say these are—they kind of sound like uh, noise-proof or noise-canceling headphones.
0: They don't cancel. They don't uh, cancel noise. Those always make well me feel like my ears are popping or something.
8: Yeah. Well, I feel deafened by these things because I don't hear anything going on outside of the bowl.
0: Mm, I can definitely hear it—the fucking whining in the garage. Um, I guess I could be part of the recap. I mean, uh, a miner showed up. I guess it is in my notes. Miner showed up. Uh, I told you guys last week I'm.
8: A Bitcoin miner.
0: had <laughs> a new Bitcoin friend. Yes, ER. damn it. <laughs> Stay off my fucking ISOs on this miner shit. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, a Bitcoin miner showed up because I made a new Bitcoin mining friend. Uh, ended up, he just uh, ended up just giving me, sending me an S9. Like, here, try it out, man. So this miner is. Like, the pride and joy of Bitcoin mining six years ago, which means that it's hilariously outdated now, because uh, that's just how fast the ASIC um, industry has moved. Uh, it, I'm learning a lot, though. I'm learning a lot. This thing sounds like a goddamn jet engine, though.
8: It's so loud.
0: The fans are at about, I don't know, 60% right now, and... uh I don't know. Let's just, uh, for curiosity's sake, let's take the gates down and see what we can hear. Can we hear it?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's what you got going on.
8: And that's in the garage.
0: Uh, enough of that. I just kind of want to...
8: Pass the door over oh, some steps all I, the way in the opposite corner.
0: I wanted to get the effect. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a half flight up in the opposite corner of the entire house that I'm sitting
8: in. <laughs> it sounds like someone is constantly vacuuming, but my carpets aren't getting any cleaner. <laughs> That's exactly
0: what it sounds like, actually. Uh, it's quite irritating. But um, it's also something... I probably... I would like to have a more efficient miner. I'm um, looking at the S19s, which are kind of like the... I don't know. You could call it the next gen, but there's several generations, and I'm also too stupid to... Um, Know enough about how many different models have come out, but uh, these are kind of the um, I don't know pleb friendly miners. Let's say they plug right into the wall. Not much to get them going. They come so um, it was sent to me by Kaboomracks, and they come out of the factory with uh, they come out of the factory with Brains OS installed. B r a double i n s and that thing is pretty simple. I mean, you just plug the thing in, then you look on your router, oh, what's the IP address of this new machine? Uh, the name of it has uh, starts with minor. It's like minor and then a string of characters. So it's easy to find, and then you just punch that local IP in, and you've got uh, an interface in the web that you can log into. And then uh, you're just immediately banging out hash power. Uh, brains kind of like they fine-tune the chips as like so the longer that you're running the thing the more hash power it starts to generate until it kind of hits its sweet spot this thing uh gets you on average right around uh, 15 tera hash so there's like three mining cards in it that each can produce an average of five they can do a little bit better than that but they go up they go down they kind of fluctuate i've noticed and uh, it's an old machine. So one of the three cards just, the temperature sensors just goes off every once in a while. And then the hash rate goes way down as a result of that. Uh, it's almost like, I don't know, if there's a loose connection or if there's just, it's just an old chip, whatever. It is a used miner, so um, there's that. But uh, I've just been uh, just been testing things out, trying it out. I think uh, over, over like three days of this thing being on, it's cranked out like, Two or three thousand sats or four, something like that. Mm. Not much, you know, not much. But it's not sucking a hell of a lot of juice either. Um, it's most definitely mining at a loss. There's no doubt about that. But uh, the the loss and the it's all it's it's all just small numbers, just for just for trying out purposes, just to see what's going on, just testing it, you know.
8: Yeah. It was exciting so, when it showed up.
0: It was. It was pretty cool.
8: We plugged it right in into the living room.
0: Yeah, that was a big fat <laughs> mistake.
8: As we were setting up uh Christmas decorations. My
0: uh dad came pick his dogs up and had to like shout over the miner <laughs> and tell us all these stories.
8: He didn't stay long. Yeah. It's a good way to uh get guests out of your house. Yeah, you know, just cr- plug a miner right in. I'll
0: try to help the network here. <laughs> just adding my hash power. Um I turned my miner on as many miners across the nation are turning them off. And across the globe, I should say, are turning them off. The hash power is finally starting to dwindle off. Uh, And yeah, that's just because profitability is getting squeezed. And the pros, you know, that that matters to the pros. A a regular idiot can just plug a miner in and, uh, you know, he could not care about... The profitability profitability margins or anything like that. Who cares? Like, what am I paying in electricity? What, what kind of stats am I getting? I don't know. Um, but if you're a business and you have shareholders and you have like, you know, rules and obligations, then you have to be certain. You have to be making a certain amount of money or you gotta turn the shit off. So, uh, last I checked, it was like at least a 10% downward difficulty adjustment expected. We got a week to go. Uh, a little less than a week to go till the difficulty adjustment, so we'll see what happens, but uh, cotton gin is itching for ISOs in here. You, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not banning you from ISOing. Just, just we get it. That we get that minor and minor are the same word. It's not that funny.
8: Slightly different. <laughs>
0: <spellet>. <laughs> it's not, I promise it's not that funny. Uh, what else happened? Went to the zoo. They got, oh, the, yeah. uh, they got the glow wild going on.
8: Glow wild.
0: It was pretty wild.
8: Yeah. And there Did was it? a very special guest there.
0: There was uh Papa Noel.
8: Yep. Santa Claus.
0: Santa Claus. In the house. The fat man himself.
8: We didn't have to wait in line to see him.
0: We got there right around yeah, yeah. we you always want to get there like right at the time that it starts or when they open the gates, but I think it was like twenty minutes after. Yeah. Still pretty empty. Place was pretty uh empty. And yeah, the they've got this um Chinese lantern style wonderland that they've set up at the zoo so all these kinds of paper lantern animals and paper lantern they had a whole christmas village which is where they kept the santa um pretty cool pretty good stuff
8: yeah it was neat some of the lanterns moved and stuff like they had big jellyfish that were spinning around oh
0: yeah and they had uh, the butterfly with slow kind of flappy wings
8: yep all set up by a chinese company
0: yeah i can't remember the name of them
8: zidong I think. <laughs> I took a picture of it. It's somewhere in my uh, notes because I was like, oh, i to look into this someday.
0: There's your ISO, Dong. <laughs>
8: <laughs> they are serious about people not touching the lanterns too. Like they have uh, guards kind of everywhere.
0: Yeah, you get hit with is... a throwing star if you get too close.
8: <laughs> and they're just eyeballing you the right, whole time.
0: Right in the neck.
8: But it was very cool, and our kids are very well-behaved. It's the adults you have to look out for. It's always adults knocking things over, paying $7 for a hard seltzer. Yeah. Just having too much fun. It's like, what are you doing?
0: It's like everywhere is a playground for 200-plus-pound people. Like, come on.
8: (laughs) Come on. Uh, But they also had... Uh, some acrobats they did. that were performing there, which was very cool. One man stacked a bunch of chairs, wooden chairs, and pushed himself up on top of them with one arm, you know, like a gymnast. I don't know what it's called in the Olympics, uh, pummel horse or whatever. So he was just like hanging out, you know, pushing himself up with one arm and stacking these chairs like 15 feet in the air. Our kids got a real kick out of that. And the second guy put a can down, like a big tin can, and then put a piece of wood over it and balanced on that, stacked some bowls at one end, chipped the wood and knocked the bowls on his head and just kept, like, balancing on this wood beam on a can, knocking bowls on top of his head. I think he stacked, like, six bowls. He didn't miss once.
0: Yeah, that was crazy.
8: Yeah, so then you know what our kids want to do when they get home. Stack some chairs, knock some bowls on their heads. (laughs) Uh, Our middle child, she's like, sure, she's going to work some acrobatics into her magic act when she's an adult. Because she's convinced she uh, wants to be a magician as her career choice, which is a great one. I fully support that. (laughs) I'm relieved, in fact. (laughs) But yeah, I, I had to explain like, hey, these chairs are made specifically for this. He also has marks, like markings, you know, on where to put, place the chairs and how to place them. And he's well practiced. So I told the kids, I was like, don't let me catch you doing it. You can stack chairs when I'm in a different room.
0: <laughs> right. Don't get caught.
8: Yeah, just don't get caught.
0: When you're stacking chairs, just you know, keep it on the keep it on the down low.
8: Like right now, their favorite not get caught game is called cannonball where they set up a (laughs) pillow fort underneath the bunk bed and they jump off the top bunk and land on these pillows and stuff. I caught them once and I was like, okay, this can't happen. Yeah. And they were really good about it, but I (laughs) just the other day (laughs) was working in my office and I heard uh, the oldest one go, cannonball, (laughs) and then a big bang. <laughs> and I was like I'm not I'm not even going to do it. I walked by and she was like she looked so perplexed. And I just gave her the look and shook my head. And that was it. That's all it took, you know. It, it didn't continue. Yeah. Cuz we ha- we talked about it once. She knows. <laughs> They're not supposed to do that. I uh, I feel like <laughs> But it looks so fun. It does. <laughs>
0: yeah, shout cannonball. Like I know. How, how are you going to get away with that?
8: Yeah, that's exactly it. Couth, come on. It's an important skill.
0: Yeah, just be a little bit sly or whatever, you know? Yeah. A little bit sly.
8: She's sneaky when it comes to the candy. Still the old candy thief. And she's getting better about picking up in her room and throwing the wrappers out so that there's no evidence uh, after. I mean... That's all that I really care about, too. don't have
0: to be mad about that part.
8: Yeah. Because I would go change their bed sheets, and then under the mattress would be a bunch of candy wrappers and stuff. That's what made me mad. My work doubled. To, yeah. Oh, now I gotta change the bed sheets, and pick up trash, and vacuum the crumbs,
0: and 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 uh, about to have another one running around here.
8: Yeah, not yet though. How uh, I didn't get a Thanksgiving baby.
0: What do you think? How how close?
8: Mm, within the week, yeah. maybe. This is the first pregnancy, and this is my fourth pregnancy. Um, but this is the first one where I've had these weird Braxton Hicks contractions that everyone talks about. Which is like just this weird cramping sensation in the morning. They're not painful, but today it was happening like off and on like every thirty minutes or so, not regular enough though to be like real contractions um and not painful, like I said, but also lightning crotch is now happening, which is when you get this shooting sensation, like a painful uh shooting sensation up your vagina. <laughs> it's oh, a lot God. of fun, yeah. And so then and all you can do is just like shift positions and be like, Ugh, it only lasts for like 2 seconds." Okay, it's a little bit longer than that. 30 seconds max. It's not fun, but uh that's been going on. So what that tells me is that the baby is putting a lot of pressure down in the nether regions, you know, pushing down on the uterus, <laughs> getting ready. Yeah. Things are moving down. I mean, even my belly has like if you look at a side profile of me, the belly is starting to go downward, you know? Yes. So, ah, any day. I was, uh, you know, I wanted to get it done with <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Now I have to figure out when my midwife is on call and just, like, keep telling the baby to wait. Sh my midwife isn't on call today. Not today. <laughs> it's like we had this talk this morning. I said, I have to... Do bowl after bowl tonight, so not tonight. <laughs> I always yes, do this. That's tonight. what happened to John. See, John, the Illuminati's is, yeah. boy could add the same birthday, but mm-hmm. that was a Tuesday. And I told John, No, no, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. <laughs> and then the next day he was born. But oh, I also man. told Spence here that uh, I would labor through a show, it would be awkward <laughs> and like horrible and almost unlistenable, I but don't I think would so. get through my notes.
0: I don't think so. We would stop the show.
8: Meh. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think the show must go on. <laughs> that would, be, I would, that just would go, be
0: an excellent argument to have. You
8: know what I mean? Get through the notes and then be like, I'm out.
0: <laughs> an absolutely excellent argument. Um, I feel like other arguments. We didn't have any arguments with uh, Cabbage Paps last Friday.
8: Oh, no way.
0: We hung out with Cabbage Paps.
8: What a dude. That was and, a great uh, show.
0: That was. That was a lot of fun. That guy, man, he could just jaw on. Yeah, he's ready to rock. He's a he's a podcaster.
8: Hell yeah, and he's got the setup.
0: Just naturally
8: got a barn space for it. He's got to get back into it. No Doing doubt. it regularly. Yeah, he was a great guest. Everyone should check out that episode if you missed it.
0: Yes, Cabbage Paps, uh, the the breeder of the Adam Curry strain,
8: which is fantastic. Also,
0: yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it keep, keeps me from uh, remembering what the fuck's going on, that's for sure.
8: Yes. And yeah, bowlers who listen live really lucked out on the post-show. There were so many stories. I know, we had pretty much show. an
0: entire extra show on the post-show. Yep. Which sometimes happens with guests, you know. So if you're not listening at stream.bowlafterbowl.com, then well, I don't know. You got nobody but yourself to blame. Uh, What else do we got? Oh, yeah, we have a Bulls with Buds coming up uh, this coming Friday at 8 p.m. Central FEMA Region 7 time. We're going to be sitting down with Effortless, notorious uh, Nostral Effortless. You may know him as the partisan night slut. Um, he's just a Canadian who uh, talks a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. So he's going to come uh, sit down on Friday and talk some shit. Sweet. And he tried to drag some other NAS trolls into it with him, but uh, nope, nope. They all they all dip, duck, dive, and dodged out of it, so it'll just be us and him. Which I think is fine. I think it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. Uh, Canadian trolls. There are a lot of those on NAS. That's true. I don't think that I've ever been a part of like an on- or offline community that had as many Canadians as uh, the No Agenda social does. Uh, so we will talk about that and much more on Friday. Come and uh, check it out. Hang with us.
8: Do we have a time?
0: We do. Yes. 8 p.m. 8 8? p.m. Yeah. All right. Like I just mentioned. Sorry. You would, you would know that if you uh, went to com and clicked on scheduled programs because they actually do surface pending uh, live item tags. And I do already have one put together for Friday.
8: Oh, very cool. So
0: how about them apples, huh?
8: delicious how's
0: that for running with scissors and all that all that shit you love it i love it everybody loves it um that's all i really had for the updates i guess we had some thanksgiving food we kept it low-key
8: oh this was the best thanksgiving ever
0: we did our traditional uh fruit salad in a cut pumpkin
8: yes the classic
0: we gotta start getting smaller pumpkins that's my fault
8: Okay, when the pumpkins come out, it's just natural to be like, that's the biggest one. I get do the that.
0: biggest pumpkin possible. But then it's like we we cut the lid off like Janet Leonard style and then we put the fruit salad inside <laughs> of it and then it's too fucking big. It's, yeah. It won't fit in the refrigerator because it's an enormous pumpkin, like too big to fit in a refrigerator pumpkin. So that's that's on me.
8: Or we will have to... Serve a lot of guests someday, and just fill yeah, that sucker with a, with up with a fruit salad. bigger
0: refrigerator or something.
8: Oh no! If there's a bunch of people, it'll all get eaten. Yeah, you won't have to put the pumpkin away; you can put it outside. Be done yeah, with
0: it. See, it wasn't cold enough this year to set it outside. Yeah, we have done that one year or two though, where you could just like it's, you know, it's like thirty-eight, thirty-six out is the high, and so you can just set it on the back porch, and it's totally fine. But. You don't always get that.
8: I was insinuating you take the fruit salad and your leftover fruit salad out and then just, you know, goodbye pumpkin and oh, put it outside.
0: I see what your insinuation is. Although we've
8: is. also cut up the pumpkin and used that as a, in our pumpkin butter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, we have. I saved all the guts. Got oh, all so the we seeds. Could,
0: we could do a little round of pumpkin butter.
8: Yeah. Just a small personal batch, a private batch. Private.
0: Private reserve.
8: Yeah, private reserve.
0: Well, I'll consider that.
8: Yeah. But yeah, best Thanksgiving ever. We had it at home. Yeah. And uh, just jammy day for the kids with food all day. Food and naps. Like, what? what's better than that? There you go. That's the life.
0: Hermit, wife, hermit, life. That's what I say.
9: Yeah. <laughs>
8: It's true. Well, you know, when you think you might deliver a baby at any moment, you don't really want to go anywhere. I see.
0: I just like I saw a lot of people complaining on on Nos about uh, being at the in laws, and
8: uh, uh, we don't have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, just stay at the outlaws.
8: That's right. <laughs> Fuck the in laws. It's a uh, the kids are a good excuse too, though. You know. Yes. Because I always stayed in my own house for Thanksgiving. I didn't travel to extended family or anything. We always had small thanksgivings
0: but for me it was always just all over the place never consistent sometimes we would have it here locally with my mom's family sometimes we'd have go up to iowa my dad's family a couple times we'd do it at our own house a few times there was never any kind of like plan until it was always last minute stuff
8: oh well if it was up to me i'd just do it at my house every time
0: i don't mind that at all yeah
8: because it was comfy
0: yeah and no one wants to come to the hood so yeah exactly you can just be like
8: oh yeah we're doing uh, this you're welcome to come oh, over and everyone for the else.
0: invite but uh yeah we have this other thing
8: yeah everyone's got uh, better plans <laughs> and i get to sleep on the couch <laughs>
0: <laughs> and snore immediately yeah. yeah uh well you know who's not snoring that's all the bowlers out there oh yeah uh listening along tuning in uh, I swing all the best juicy parts <laughs> in the chat room, uh, you can join that by going to bullafterbull.com and clicking on Listen Live. There is a link to a Kiwi chat. Uh, but if you're already IRC-pilled, then you can just do the old uh, irc.zeronode.net. That's the server. And uh, pound bull after bull. That's the channel. If you already uh, troll along in the No Agenda chat, then it's easy just to add our channel because it's on the same damn server. Uh, as many other great shows and servers, such as Abs in the Six Pack, Green Room, Hog Story, Lotus Effect, Metis, MMO, No Agenda, Podcasting 2.0, Ozarks After Dark, Rare Encounter, uh, Retard, Ring of Fire, Sewer Chat, Zero Node. Those are the ones I'm in.
8: You missed Green Room somehow. I said Green Room. Oh, my ears don't work tonight. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I said Green Room. (laughs) Green Room, where all the schemes go down. Uh, and you stand behind them and watch
8: yes you have to get behind the schemes that's
0: right or they'll get behind you anyway thank you bowlers for uh hanging out whether you're in the chat whether you're in the live stream whether you're listening on the no agenda stream uh or whether you're listening in the future we appreciate it we put this podcast out each tuesday night in a value for value scenario where we just give it to you up front we say hey this is for you Evaluate this. Analyze it. Consider uh, whether you got any value out of it. You know, if you don't get value, then we are sorry to have wasted some of your time. Uh, But at least you're not out any kind of uh, money to peek behind a secret paywall or uh, download for X price. You know, You you can just try it out, man.
8: Yeah, drop in, drop out.
0: Drop in, drop out. But if you're hanging around week after week and you're saying, hey, man, there's value in this here bowl. Uh, we invite you to return some of that value. Uh, in there's a lot of different ways you can do that. There's a donate button on the bottom of every page of bullafterbull.com that sends you to a PayPal link where you can punch in any amount or make a recurring donation, uh, donation of any kind, whatever you like. Uh, you can also include a happy little note if you would like credit, or uh, you know, you can remain anonymous as well if you. Don't specify, you know, a, a, a pseudonym. Then we try not to dox people. We might read initials or something until we get better clarity. Uh, empty PayPal this week. Nothing in there. So we are moving on as well to the new live son of a bitch. You can also boost a boostagram in a podcasting 2.0 app. The new stuff. The new stuff. Because uh, we works with that's. He works with that. Um, we we don't comply. We'll never we'll never comply. We're just too persnickety. We're too stubborn. But uh, we play. <laughs> we don't ply. We play. Uh, and we're playing with some boosts. Uh, we like to scroll back last week to the fade out, which was fourteen twenty sets from HarvHat. Hat. He always hits us on the fade out and the fade in. So thank you, sir.
8: Yeah, thanks, HarvHat.
0: He's boosting out of Boost CLI. That is an app where you can. Boost directly from your own lightning node using command line. It is pretty fantastic and easy to use. Even if you're not super familiar with command line interface, uh, you can figure it out because there's a help. And it's uh, pretty nice. Once you get it set up, then you can just keep spamming it. Uh, Also, on the post show last week, 20,000 sats came in from NetNed.
8: Woo! Thanks, NetNed. Thank
0: you, NetNed. Welcome to the bowl, sir. He was smoking a bowl and he was saying uh heart you both out of fountain.
8: Aw we hurt you, Ned, Ned.
0: Yes, many hearts to you, NetNed. Ned. Uh next day, the dirty Jersey whore hit us up from Fountain. Nineteen thousand seven hundred and sixty sets.
8: Woo! All yes. right.
0: Very much appreciate these uh dip boosts. These boost. dip boosts that are going on. Boost the dip. Yeah, boost that dip. I love it. You can get. By the way, what is it, like six, oh, it's over 6,000 sats for your dollar right now, last time I looked. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Uh, Let me see. Oh, it's very close now. It's 59.36. Yeah. So just about still at 6,000 sats a dollar. Crazy. Getting your serious serious, uh, sats going on right now. Hell yeah. Uh, So thank you, dirty Jersey whore. Yeah, thank you. Did I say his note? I don't think so. Uh, His note was, don't fart into your pillow, that's how you get eye. <laughs> Thank you for the life advice. Yes. And uh, for the value for value as well. Thank you for the value for value. Uh, What else do we have? Let's see. There's a test from me, a test from C-Dubs. Thank you for helping me test Rooney. And then we had the live boosts from the show that we did with Cabbage Paps. Now, if you boost, by the way, any of the Bowls with Buds episodes... We have a uh, guest split set up, so a third of your boost goes off to the guest, or a quarter of the boost if there's four of us sitting down, or whatever, whatever, the math works out. We split it evenly with the guests, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Let's see, where are we at, where are we at? Uh, I think 9999 nine, 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 sats from Cotton Gin, Curio Caster. That's where I should pick up.
8: All right, uh, thanks Cotton um, Gin.
0: Thank you for that, sir. I think that was on the fade out of uh, the show we did with Cabbage Paps. If I'm not mistaken, which sometimes I am, but uh I think he had a perfectly timed boost on our fade out, if I remember right. Uh then we have sixty-nine sixty-nine here. Yes, sir, indeed.
9: Sixty-nine sixty-nine, dudes! Yeah.
0: That's coming in from Hey Citizen out of the Podverse app. Huh. And uh hey, hey Citizen says
9: I was
8: gonna say Hey Citizen, hey. thanks.
0: Citizen. Uh he says, shout out to all them mofos who shit on V for V. Arguing with them is like arguing with flat earthers, so I hope they enjoy supporting their favorite podcasts by purchasing an established title or a shitty manscaping kit. For everyone else, love and lit.
9: Yeah.
0: And all that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Hey, citizen. Thank you, sir. Uh, then he also sent 100 sats and said testicles, uh, so thank you for those.
8: No, well, testicles received.
0: Yes. They they came. <laughs> Four twenty sets from Test Toker at a Podverse. That was eleven hours ago.
8: Oh, thanks, Test Toker.
0: And uh test toked one more time. I guess you got a toke toke test. So the test toke toasted was received, thank you. Uh I have to have your helipad, by the way, that I'm reading right now, because mine is picking up you know, about seventy to eighty percent of them, but I'm just I'm some of them are slipping through my fingers. Mm. And in this case, unfortunately, it's the uh, oh, it's the fucking the payment the split's not hitting my node for whatever reason. Oof, things are getting hung up, and uh, I don't know. I've, been, I've, I've had so many force closes; these HTLCs are just getting stuck. And I don't know. I'm gonna reflash tomorrow, and then I'm also gonna build a new fucking node completely on the on the Linode, like I've been, or I mean, on the Think Center, like I've been uh, threatening, threatening, yeah, for quite some time. Yeah, I got to actually get on that. Because uh, we can't have this. We can't have this thing's not getting through shit.
8: No. It's uh,
0: kind of irritating.
8: But thanks to my umbral. Yeah, your umbral is just
0: marching on like an absolute soldier. So all of them came through uh, there. Yeah.
8: No boost left behind. Including our
0: delineator Harv Hat 4269 out of Boost CLI right when I get that uh, live pod ping sent. And uh, the notifications go out. And it says, hey, Bowl Bull After Bowl's going live. Everybody looks at their phone like, huh? Uh, and Harvat doesn't go, huh? He just opens up his node and he boosts, right, from Boost CLI. So thank you, sir.
8: Boost. Thanks, Harfet.
0: Uh, Pfeiffer coming in. Pfeiffer, yeah. how you doing? 1821 sats. You know, that's a Missouri Smash boost. It's <laughs> at a fountain. Uh, and he says, Colt 45, two zigzags. Baby, that's all we need. <laughs> Thanks, Pfeiffer. Uh Fletcher next up to the plate with 4206
8: sets. All right.
0: That's out of fountain as well. And he says, I'm high like C.
8: Nice. Thanks, Fletch.
0: So high. He was like, Wow, I am really high. Uh then he comes right back with another 4206 sets. Uh still in fountain there. Full quality is better than full quality.
9: Oh.
8: It
0: really made me think, Anon.
8: That's true.
9: Yeah.
0: Uh we got a thousand sats next up out of fountain from Booper of Noses. Aw. So our nose has been booped, I believe.
8: Boop. Oh.
0: And um Booper of Noses says in the bowl.
8: In the bowl, Booper of Noses.
0: It's also Fountain. Did I mention that?
8: Yes. Thank you.
0: Uh one more from Fountain. And this one is looking like uh Bully Steed. 8197 sats. And uh, Bully Steed says, Baby on the way, fire in the hole.
8: Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Bully Steed.
0: Another one here from Fountain. This is 4200 sats. Woo! From Quirk S.
8: Oh, thanks, Quirk S.
0: Uh, we, had a, we had a new group, Quirk S ISO on the Yeah,
8: way. we did. <laughs> Grow on.
0: Grow on, Quirk S. Uh, she says, Twas a truly weedably wonderful, superb herb show. I said herb, but I mean herb, you know. <laughs>
9: yeah.
0: Uh thanks and sweet leaf spanks.
8: Well, thank you.
0: Whew. That was a sweet leaf spank right there. Uh I'm scrolling back through just to make sure um
8: yeah, I got to get all so the booze. Two hell
0: and I'm just making sure but it looks like that's the ones. That's the ones.
8: That's the ones.
0: That's the ones, man.
8: Well, there's other ways to contribute value too. Absolutely. Uh besides Your treasure. You can give us some talent. Uh, I'm always accepting art for episodes or music, ISOs, whatever.
9: Mm
8: -hmm. Uh, And you can send that to show at bowlafterbowl.com. And Spence and I will both receive it.
0: Casting couch tapes.
8: Oh, yeah. Yep. And then, of course, every week, we have a first time I ever topic that we love to hear your answers for, bowlers. This week... It's the first time I ever played a trading card game. So if you want to tell us about that first time, all you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call
4: 816-607-3663 in the
9: Play of
0: Yes, there's uh, Pokemon, there's Magic the Gatowing, there's Yu-Gi-Oh! There's many, many trading card games out there. Uh, Some of them might surprise you. My answer may surprise you Mm. later on. But uh, if you have such an experience, you can always call in or text in. Or even send a picture message of your best, rarest card.
8: Oh yes, please.
0: That could also be a thing that you can do because uh the text line is versatile or the the phone number, I should say. The Google the the voice <laughs> the Google voice number.
8: It takes your words, it takes your voice, it takes your pictures.
0: It takes whatever, you know, and it sends them right to the bowl and then uh we can slap them into the show. That's content, baby. That's another piece of the value for value puzzle.
8: And yeah. simpler still, you can pass the bowl to someone that you know would love it.
0: That's right. And tell him in the bowl.
8: Yes, in the bowl.
0: In the bowl. Um, what else? That's all the stuff, really. You got any uh, suggestions, or you just want to talk shit? Uh, you can always email us at show at bowlafterbowl dot com. That'll go to both of us, or uh, individually if you just have beef with me, Spencer at bowlafterbowl dot com.
8: Yeah, or Lorian at bowlafterbowl dot com.
0: And uh, that's the way in. It's way to speak.
8: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic time. So thank you. We we appreciate every single one of you out there. Contributing value, keeping this thing rolling on.
8: We did get a lovely message this week from Tunta and Mousy Bear.
0: Oh, yes, we did.
8: Read yes. and received.
0: Read and received. Thank you. all yeah, uh, we I'm, love you guys. We're we're gonna I'm gonna sit down and um make a thoughtful reply to that as well. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you guys very much. And uh we're glad that you're New homesteading endeavor is working out so well.
8: Yeah, they're kicking butt.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Inspirational shit.
8: Yeah, definitely. Rocking it.
0: Rocking it hard, man. They were rocking on and smoking on, I think.
8: Rock on, smoke
1: on. Mwah.
0: Uh so this is right around where we roll into a little segment that we have dubbed Shifting, okay, go! Streamings have Oh man, I'm. I need to keep my mouth shut because I'm really not making people want to build a node lately.
8: You're making yourself want to build another one though. That's true. <laughs> uh, it
0: makes me want to build a uh, a core lightning node. Honestly,
8: that, I was just gonna ask CLN. I don't know. The thing is, like, just do an um, build an umbral also for the boosts.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I may. I may. I don't know. Like, I just don't. I. The problem is, I don't know what the hell how to troubleshoot this shit you know i can tell you the symptoms but i can't tell you like what to do about it uh stuck htlcs have been just plaguing me and really the node has not been the same since those fucking two lnd bugs
8: yeah that's what i was gonna. where ask.
0: captain douchebag uh decided to make fucking retard level transactions on chain and break l d because, I don't know, because for a lot of reasons. Because uh, Lightning Labs wasn't responding fast enough to bug updates, according to some people, or whatever. You know, it's better that he breaks it than other people break it. But uh, as far as an operator side goes, it's a real pain in the fucking dick uh, to have your node just be messed up and not know what to do about it. Because, uh, you know, I'm still trying to join liquidity pools and swaps and shit. And then people are like, hey, buddy, why is your capacity going way down? And I'm like, well, hmm. fuck if I know. You know. I've had eight channels closed on me by other nodes Oof. in the past seven days. and I can't be losing more than a channel a day. It's fucking wrecked.
8: When a forced close happens, is that usually because your node is offline?
0: Well, usually it's because a, a an HTLC... Um,
8: okay, what's an HTLC? It's a
0: hash time lock contract. And it's basically the payment, right? It's the Lightning payment itself. Uh, It's time-locked. So you send this payment on a route through a bunch of different nodes. And the only thing a node knows on that route, the only thing an individual node on the route knows was that, oh, it came in this channel and it's going out that channel. Okay, got it. I can do that. And so it takes sats in, it keeps a fee, and it sends sats out. The end recipient node has to receive it in order for that to be uh finalized settled and then at that point you don't have a pending htlc you have it you know go through and then you have a forward which is what a routing node is trying to do is get forwards and forward these payments along to the network usually what happens when you get forced closes is you'll get an htlc TLC, and then either you or your channel or somebody's channel in the route. It can be any node. One node in the route, for whatever reason, is offline or not synced properly or something. Something happened, right? Well, it has a certain amount of time, a certain amount of blocks for that to resolve. And if it does not resolve in time, then the channels force close and attempt to recover the funds, and uh, to not have anything go anywhere. The way that it's handled right now is clumsy as fuck. And there's not really a way, like, sometimes you can restart L&D and it will just kind of wake itself up and, and clear some HTLCs out. Sometimes you've got to hope that somebody else in the route does that. Because mm. it's not really hung up on your L&D, it's hung up on a partner nodes maybe uh some symptoms that i can tell you one is getting stuck htlcs um too often although like the most i've ever seen at one time are like 14 different ones mostly it's like between 2 and 5 but all it takes is one all it takes is one to fucking get stuck and expire and they'll force close your shit you know you could force close over a pending payment of like 10 sats going through it's it's wow. fucking dumb um another thing that is a symptom that I've noticed is when I try to restart my L and D service or stop my L and D service, the command line just gets fucking hung up. Like it just doesn't want to do it. It just starts blinking underscore forever. Uh, and it's always like, Oh, well, wait a couple more minutes. Okay. Well, 25 minutes I've waited sometimes in some cases and never fucking does anything. It's Just hung up on the restart. And at that point, I usually cancel out with a control C and I'll like reboot the whole goddamn node. Um, so that's no good. I don't know if it's too many applications running locally on this, uh, Raspberry Pi and they just can't handle it. Um, I thought maybe Electrers had something to do with it, the Electrum Rust server. Right. I uninstalled all of that
8: and it didn't fix it. Didn't
0: fix it. I am running hybrid mode with, uh, tunnel sets which i feel like is a piece of the puzzle but everything like those guys in their telegram group have helped me walk through and troubleshoot their end of it and so like there's a c group that starts up that um is needed there is a uh wire guard configuration that's running and ev- like everything's working so they've shown me how to like check their stuff all of that works um the problem is, like, what's the L&D side of it doing? I have no fucking clue. And I just don't know how to troubleshoot it. And I'm looking around for, like, who can help me troubleshoot. And it's just like, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, and that's what's going to cause me to just build a completely an entirely new node. I think it would be very cool if we could just get a Core Lightning node that could do all the Boostergram shit, but I don't... Kn- I haven't heard of anybody doing that successfully.
8: Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I I've, didn't think you could uh, do yet do booster i I've seen
0: people say they couldn't figure out how, but I haven't seen anybody who's figured it out. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it or there's no right. way to do it because I just don't know.
8: It ju- maybe it just and, hasn't been built out yet. That's
0: <laughs> the problem with being early, you know? Like, uh, you just have to kind of wonder and figure it out. Like, walk around in a dark room bumping into walls until you find a doorknob and then turn it and see if it fucking turns. So I do have, like, some more powerful equipment, and then here's my other conundrum. It's like, do I build a totally new no? Do I um try to migrate my raspy blitz over to this thing? Because, you know, I mean, I got some established channels and liquidity in that fucking thing still. Yeah. Like, even though some forced closes happened over the past week, there's some channels on there that are a year and a half old.
8: Right. It's and like still
0: just chugging along just fine.
8: It's like credit, too, where age matters. And, you know,
0: yeah, that's part of, you know, part of your AMBOS score and like your node trustability is like how long has the node been running? And that fucking node's been up for, you know, it's coming up on two years. So I don't know. It's, it's this like struggle within me. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what to do yet. Uh, but I definitely don't want to make like, miss boosts, have boosts falling through the cracks and shit like that. Like that breaks my heart, you know. Yeah. This like the bowlers they call, they hop through enough hoops to get these fucking uh, balls smashing into the pins. Like we should be able to, you know. Beautiful. Thank you. Perfect timing. Uh, Net Ned coming in through Fountain.
8: Yeah, Net Ned.
0: And he says, <laughs> ducking from Fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cheers, that, And uh, in your honor, we're going to... Smoke in a bowl, sir. Gonna smoke a bowl, sir. Um, so, yeah, that's that. I don't want to get too down on it. You know what I mean? Because it's...
8: Yeah, we want to make the bowlers really want to build a node.
0: Maybe this is a <laughs> time to start, try the Start9 thing. Oh. Uh-huh. My problem is I'm going off into the beaten path, and I just want to install a node on a, on a fucking Linux machine. Right. I put Ubuntu on this goddamn think center. Yes. And now I just want a node on it. I want it to be a node. I know it can I know it can happen. Yeah. But it's very poorly documented. If you want to read a guide <laughs> on a step by step of how to do all this shit, it's step one is always gonna Raspberry Pi. And then when you talk to dudes who, you know, have routed lots of payments, they're like, Yeah, you know, Raspberry Pi it doesn't have the processing power. Uh that's the That's the bottleneck, is the CPU.
8: Yeah, if you want to be a routing node.
0: And so, you know, I'm the kind of guy that likes all the fucking things on it. Like, I want to put all the shit on it, and that's probably a bad thing, you know? I probably should just be a minimalist and just be like, yo, don't even have a fucking, don't have anything, you know? I should even run Thunderhub on a different machine and just... uh get into the node through grpc like i shouldn't even be running that locally on on the node is my thought at this point but like how do i pull that off what really is irritating me and i think maybe because i've heard talks of this is like at a certain point the database just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and so at a certain point where are you at with that like at a certain point your goddamn database is going to be too big and clunky um now supposedly it self prunes uh or compacts i should say every time you do a restart uh but there's things like you know the closed channels like my number of closed channels keeps just going up and up and up and i'm like can i delete all this closed channel info is that possible because i don't need that shit anymore and that just like i hate seeing that number go up
8: do they stay there even if you open a new channel with the same old channel yep oh ouch
0: yeah so like eighty closed channels is how many channels I've had closed over the last almost two years, yeah. and that's both you know forced closes and mutual like regular closes cooperative closes they're called um
8: yeah, you don't like seeing that number
0: <laughs> no i I hate seeing that number go up I hate it oh, I hate it uh you know what else I hate what all of this talk of the contagion the contagion continues.
8: The uh, contagion?
0: Yes, the contagion is uh, this FTX shit, right? Oh. Uh. So. <laughs>
8: Coughing into coffins. <laughs> SBF, FTX, BS. Correct, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: because a few contagion. retards are greedy and cheaters and liars and stealing. It's It's a contagion. That's what's going on. I love that word. The contagion is this mind virus where you trust a third party to uh, play nice with your Bitcoin and you just like let them have it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, we don't even have any Bitcoin. You're like, what the fuck? I have like, uh, you know, I have like 5 million sats with you guys. Nope. no, I guess you don't because they don't have any sats. (laughs) Not
8: anymore. You don't have
0: a single fucking sat.
8: Yeah, maybe never. uh,
0: If you trust the man uh, with the spotlight in his face. I don't know. BlockFi files for chapter 11 bankruptcy. Another one bites the motherfucking dust. So there's our crypto lender. And this one was kind of interesting and a little bit confusing. This this state of the the crypto world that we find ourselves in, in its uh, infinite retardation, Uh, BlockFi was one of the ones that got bailed out buy FTX when the whole Three Arrows collapse and all the other shit. Luna. Uh, earlier this year, right? Yeah. They got a big-ass loan floated from FTX, so they're on the hook for, like, I don't know, 204 or some I don't know, hundreds of millions of dollars of loans uh, that they owe to FTX, who is also under uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy filings, but then, on the other flip side of the shoe... They're suing um they're suing Sam Bankman Freud to seize his Robin Hood shares that were supposedly collateralizing a loan made to Almeida. Oh so it's like everybody's got loans they're like they're like lending to their creditors like, uh, you give me this loan, then I'll give you this loan. It's like everybody's just in this big fucked up circle jerk. And then someone, like, came in and flipped the lights on, you know?
8: Loan after loan. And
0: it's like... Gin <laughs> says. Loan after loan, yeah.
8: But that's how we strengthen the U.S. dollar. Oh, it's loan all, after loan. It's all
0: picked. <laughs> yeah. It's all based on debt. It's all a fucking joke. It's just like, how did this happen? And that's what everybody's asking is, like, how did this happen? And the answer is uh, corrupt retards just, like, trusting this guy and these guys. And they still do it, you yep. know? They still do it. It's just the name changes. So now it's like, uh, now it just shifts, you know? Now it's like, oh, well, you know, Genesis, they're a good company, and uh, Prime Trust, they're a really wonderful company, and uh, it's not going to happen to them. Fuck if I know. Until it does. Oh, Coinbase, they're solid. They're rock solid. Like, they have too much money. Nothing's going to happen to them. You know, they're not going to fail. Like, all right, if you say so. I don't know, man. I trust nobody. Nobody. Because I don't have to. That's the whole fucking point of Bitcoin, you dumb sons of bitches. You don't have to trust these idiots. Yeah. Just use it right. Get your shit off the exchange. Buy it and then get it off of there. That's like, you can do that all in the same sitting. Don't let your ass leave the chair between purchasing and getting it the fuck off the exchange. You're not allowed to stand up from your goddamn computer chair until you get it off the exchange once you buy it. That's the new rule. That's a good one. Uh, Prime Trust just fired their CEO, and I could not find any additional details about it. Sort huh. of uh, sort of concerning. But uh, in related news, you can buy uh, Bitcoin on the fold card now. They oh, yes. just started rolling this out to a select few users, and so I got a notification last week sometime. Actually, it was probably about 10 days ago, but I wanted the whole thing to clear out before I talked about it. Um, So I just did like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something. I was like, all right, let's try it out. So you can use your Fold Balance to buy Bitcoin on the Fold app. Um, Because the Fold
8: card's a prepay.
0: Yeah, it's it's a prepay Visa card, essentially, that gives you a little spinny game that you can spin to get uh, Satoshi's back on all your prepaid Visa purchases. Which, you know, stack sats while you spend money. I mean, that's... So far, it's been working out for me very well. Yeah, I think we've uh, had a couple million Sats rolling through that. Altogether. I
8: like Sats though,
0: and uh, you know, it's like uh, you're paying your mortgage every month, either way. So then you figure out how to pay your mortgage on this prepaid Visa that you gets your Sats back. Right, it can be done. Turns out. Um, so if I'm spending the money anyway, might as well be stacking Sats on top of it. Word, uh, there's a few things that bug me about fold namely that you got to wait 30 days between getting a sats back and being able to withdraw it what i really uh don't like at all about their bitcoin buying feature is you've got to wait for ages for that thing like it just sits there saying pending uh it took me four days to go from pending to available to withdraw
8: yeah that's a long wait especially when it gets pulled out of your credit union
0: Some, uh, (laughs) and
8: isn't on the card.
0: (laughs) Some fold rep did tweet me back on Twitter saying that, uh, it's going to get faster. Yeah. This thing is going to be faster. Uh, harder, better,
8: faster, stronger. Yeah.
0: We're going to go from, you know, days down to hours down to, you know, we're going to get it shorter as it rolls out, as the features improve, blah, blah, blah. So, sure, maybe that's true. Um, when I buy it with Strike, you buy the Bitcoin. It shows up, you switch it over, all like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And you can switch it over via the lightning network. So it really is bam, bam, bam. Uh, When I buy bigger stacks, I like to just put it on chain and wait for the confirmations. But whatever, you do it at the speed of Bitcoin either way. You do it at the speed of the lightning network or the on-chain transaction that you're making.
8: Is the hold up with Fold because you're moving fiat to the, the card?
0: I am so glad you asked. So the holdup with Fold is that uh, Fold uses a third party custodian to allow you to purchase Bitcoin through them. Uh, Who do you think they use? Prime Trust.
8: Oh, boy. (laughs) Prime Trust, who
0: just fired their CEO and is uh, just probably reeling from this whole contagion that everybody keeps talking about. Contagion. Like, you get fucking sick or something.
8: It's contagious. Uh,
0: Like, you didn't wear a a rubber at the fucking Sam Bankman orgy or whatever, and so now (laughs) what the fuck did you come home with? (laughs) Uh, Certainly not your private keys. That's not what you came home with. So, yeah, Prime Trust. Uh, Are they going to make it? Are they not going to make it? I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict the future. But let's just say it didn't like really inspire a lot of confidence in uh, the Default? purchase. The fold purchase. Yeah, thing, no you know? joke. I don't know. Um, I don't know. They've helped me stack some s- serious sats. So it's not like I'm totally like fuck fold forever. Fuck them. Whatever.
8: No. Yeah. It's but-
0: just like when I buy Bitcoin, I give you money for Bitcoin. I want it. And it's fucking mine and give it to me right now. Or else, like, give me my money back and, like, you know, like, here's my money. Where's the shit? Yeah. That's how it goes. Like, I'll give you the dollars if you give me the shit. I shouldn't have to wait for the shit once I give you the dollars. That's the whole point. So that's why I'll probably stick for Strike. Uh, with Strike for now for most of my buys.
8: Doesn't Strike have a card too?
0: Strike supposedly is going to roll out a card and I'm on their wait list and everybody's been on their wait list for uh. a year or more. So uh, I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. But uh, as of right now, no. Okay. They don't. Um. Let's see. What else is going on? Oh yeah, they're suing. Yeah, uh, this, this whole Robin Hood thing really had me cracking up because it's like they want to seize Robinhood shares that collateralize this loan. Um, and, like, what what are those worth? I don't know. Uh, it's funny because SBF purchased, like, a 7-point-some fucking percentage of Robin Hood earlier this year when he was uh, around bonking his dick on everybody's head during the whole uh, first meltdown. So that's just fucking hilarious, man. This thing continues to burn and smolder like a big, ugly tire fire that it is. Yep. Uh switching gears here. Um Jason P Lowry is kind of the newest guy to be mobbed by Bitcoin Twitter. And I just thought it would be interesting to talk a little bit about this guy cuz he came on my radar I don't know like a month or two ago. Uh I saw a podcast appearance and I don't want to fucking say the wrong name so I don't know. I don't remember the the guy did the show, but I saw him on a podcast appearance or I heard him uh explaining kind of a new perspective on what to what Bitcoin is and what the Bitcoin network is or a potential extra use case of it or how he sees it okay uh so this guy is a military brat dude uh who is uh working on a master's thesis at mit
8: oh the institute
0: the institute. Uh, he's got uh, intelligence background. He's got, you know, he's he's a former spook, former and current military, like active military, space force guy. Oh, space force. Space force. Um, so he comes at this from a quite a different perspective. Okay, and his basic thesis is that the Bitcoin network itself. Uh, is more than just a money, like it's being used as a money right now, but that its ultimate um, use case really is a power projection mechanism uh, that can be used to impose physical costs on attackers. And essentially that the Bitcoin protocol can be, and he argues already has been, and already has been being used as this sort of, soft war, uh, evolution of war protocol, um, hmm. and, and essentially that this is a good thing because now assets that used to be, um, kind of, I don't know, like the, the chain of custody of assets used to be tracked in stacked bodies, you know, in blood and kinetic war, right things like oil, things like land, things like, uh, all of this, all of the, all of the assets that you would want to you know track and prove custody of uh can now be secured using the bitcoin protocol and using proof of work specifically uh where nobody has to die over it so it is a definitely an a wild um perspective and it takes a lot like there's no way i can just sit here in five minutes and kind of give you a tldr of it but the guy makes a lot of fascinating points a lot of interesting thought experiments Uh, And is just getting absolutely shellacked on Twitter right now. I think mainly out of largely just misunderstanding of his thesis in general. And it's also just easy to point at a guy coming along and say, no, this guy's a fucking idiot.
8: Well, I was just going to say, but war never changes.
0: War never changes, Uh, except for when it does all the time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think that his uh, views and his uh, approach are both very interesting. I also understand being wary of uh, of a military spook in Space Force who's now like um just been uh brought in as a presidential advisory thing. And he's mm-hmm. already been advising DOJ uh on oh. Bitcoin. Ooh. And um or DOD, I should say, sorry.
8: Oh, okay, Department of Defense. Yeah.
0: Um but I I think that he has a lot of valid points and it's just worth thinking about uh instead of just like attacking the guy and um yeah just just saying like uh he was just on uh uh he was just on with marty bent for like a three-hour conversation and it was just uh, frankly it was one of the most unproductive conversations i've ever seen i think they were both like talking past each other and arguing past each other uh marty has been kind of just belligerently telling him on Twitter that he doesn't understand any of the shit and that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then they got on a podcast together and Marty didn't do any of that adversarial shit. He was like, just kind of, oh, yeah, you know. Like, he he would push back by going, like doing these inhales and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was just fucking hard to listen to. Um, But I don't think they really disagree. It's one of those things where um, I think Jason's this new kid on the block coming in and he kind of has had this epiphany and he's trying to explain it and no one else thinks in these terms and so on Marty's side he is just kind of in this free market Austrian economics box of understanding Bitcoin, right? And if if you don't say any of the phrases that he's already like familiar with and comfortable with then you're wrong then you're just wrong and and I, I don't know man. I think we have to be open-minded to different uses for the protocol itself. Uh, and he's all pushing back with like, oh, that's been tried, every hard fork has failed, and BSV, and all this shit. And like, Lowry is not talking about hard forking Bitcoin. Lowry is not talking about changing what the fuck Bitcoin is, or using something else, or using a different network. Like, it's not what he's talking about. He's saying, Bitcoin, that's what this is. Um, he's also making points such as, that I really agree with, like, uh, he's saying Treasury has no reason to be the ones to regulate um this this industry, not even you know if they could um just with the protocol and how it works like what are you going to do? These computers are already running, but um he's saying like the name of a code is totally arbitrary like if i'm a coder and i'm and I'm making an app or making a program, I can name it whatever I want so like the initial use case is is for peerless. Uh, or peer-to-peer cash, right? Peer-to-peer online cash. But maybe another use case comes along. The coin name is just arbitrary of what Satoshi called it. It could be used for other things. Uh, So the Treasury Department has no more business regulating Bitcoin than, like, the National Weather Service has business regulating our email because it's stored in the cloud, you know? Like, that was kind of his point. Which, I appreciate these little nuggets and, like, Comparisons like that, because you know he he's got some great points. I don't think any uh, there's, there's nothing that really stands out as a red flag. He also thinks that uh, you know most people say like Bitcoin is money and is thus speech and should not be regulated because we have the First Amendment. Uh, and Lowry is also saying it's also this um, means of imposing a physical cost on an attacker and it's a cybersecurity protocol first and foremost, he says that's going to be its more important use case um, over the long term is its use as a cybersecurity protocol. Mm. And as such, the Second Amendment is just as valid in protecting it. I'm saying like the more angles, the merrier, you know? And a lot of people are just responding with a lot of FUD, I think, both misunderstanding like the initial thesis itself, but also just getting, I don't know, just two too, too blind, narrow blinders on. For this topic like you really have to step back hit the joint put on your thinking cap and just like just let your mind wrap around it just think of another perspective and it's it's a it's a really tough other perspective but what he's really doing his thesis isn't designed to orange pill Maxi's first of all because duh you don't have to yeah though the, the Maxi's already know and they know from whatever their experience was you know I came at it from degenerate gambling originally. Some people came at it from a coding perspective. Some people have a financial background. Some people uh, have a different background altogether. Whatever. You're going to have a different understanding of Bitcoin depending on where you came from when you discovered it. And all of us, all of us when we first saw it, didn't fucking understand it. And all of us when we second saw it, didn't fucking understand it. Most of us still don't get it all the way. I mean, nobody gets it all the way. This thing is enormous and complex but what his thesis is really designed to do it's also not designed to be accessible to normies at all um there is an IQ floor to digging into his theory there really is and um you know it, it's it's a high level one i mean the kid is an MIT nerd and if you just listen to the from you know to him lay out his whole point from beginning to end uh, and he he really could use some polishing of it. He's not like a public speaker type guy. He hasn't been doing this for a while. So I think this is kind of... Um, he'll be sharp. His blade will be sharpened, I think, by all this pushback, which is interesting. But um, his, his perspective is a unique one. And it's an important one. He comes at it from a military background. And he's flipping military guys to the orange, from the FUD. He's flipping them from going, uh, you know, starting off as, oh, this is just some bullshit, scam, civilian investment thing that suckers are buying, to, oh, no, this is actually a uh, power projection mechanism, but without any coin, I don't have any power to project. You see? And that's the military guy thinking. Of like, oh, no, if I see it this way, as a, as a cybersecurity mechanism where I can impose a physical cost on an attacker by, uh, I don't know, requiring them to collateralize, collateralize actions with Bitcoin and all that that implies, then I'm going to need some Bitcoin and I'm going to need a deeper understanding of Bitcoin. And then my whole attitude changes from FUD to FOMO, mm. from this is stupid to, oh, fuck, I need some now and i think that it's important i think that everybody just shooting it out of the air right away is uh making a little bit of a hasty mistake yeah that's just my uh opinion i think that he has some definite uh valid points and uh when i first saw him there was just like a few people discussing it in uh the casey bitcoiners you know and we all thought that he had some pretty sentient and interesting points and then it was just over this past week that he just kind of got the Twitter bros that are just after him, and so once that happens, then it just it just snowballs into some big ass thing
8: yeah, but it's good for him it is it'll get his name out there, and more people will be reading.
0: It's your typical bear market bullshit where like we just fight each other because we don't have anything to do, and we're not like <laughs> fucking out buying Lamborghinis. Uh, so what can you do? I just say, uh, give Jason P. Lowry a chance that's what I say uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think he's taking away from the overall discussion or from the future of Bitcoin. I don't think he's like a threat to it. Uh, And I will say like, if he is, then Bitcoin may be already doomed. Okay. If fucking Jason P. Lowry is the threat to Bitcoin, then Bitcoin's already fought. Then Bitcoin cannot deliver on its promises. All right. But I mean, his, one of his uh, points that he made is like, basically he's, Uh, saying that World War III is pretty much already mostly done and it's been done in this software way. And, like, it's over. Like, the cat is out of the bag. The network is out there. It cannot be taken over anymore. It's too big. It's too secure. And so now it's just time to negotiate the terms of surrender and get into this new system and play along and, you know, come on in. This is the way now. This is the new way. This is the new thing. No more oil, petrodollar war, uh, none of this. You know? Like wow. I, I I think that um I don't know. I've seen nothing but like good signs for the future and humanity through it. But uh Yeah. A I've, lot of people are freaking out. And uh I think one of his earliest tweets was like Bitcoin is a weapon, which he admitted when he sat down with Marty, like that uh that wasn't really the way to frame it for civilians or for the general public. Because it's been completely misunderstood and like... Sure. But the way that military thinks of even the word and concept violence is much different than the way the general public thinks of the word and concept violence.
8: Yeah. Um, it's power.
0: It's power projection and physical cost. And it's, it's real life. It's how, it's how shit works. Unfortunately or fortunately or whatever. That's part of the miracle of physics. It's why we're all here. Uh, you were projected uh, out your mother's cooch or cut out of there, however it happened, you know, so. Um, it, it's just the way that the physical world is set up and it's operating. So, I don't know, people are, like, very emotional about it, but I think, like, there's just a lot of arguing past one another and there's not a lot of uh, pausing and trying to really understand this new perspective.
8: Mm. That sounds fascinating. It really
0: is. It's, it's a lot to wrap your mind around. Gave me a lot to think about, no doubt. But, I like I said, man, also, people are just hating on it. And I think mainly people get mad because they don't get it. Like, yeah. it's frustrating to not understand because <laughs> if you are given a completely new concept, no matter how good or bad or otherwise it is, if you don't understand it, your first reaction is to kind of get pissed off and your second reaction is, well, they're a fucking idiot. You know, whoever came up with this idea I don't understand is an idiot because it doesn't make sense. And I think that's just where most people are right now with it.
8: He'll come around.
0: I think so. I think so. It, a couple of uh, boosts came around, by the way.
8: Oh, very cool. We were
0: talking uh, 12,600 sats from Bully Steed.
8: Woo! Thanks, Bully.
0: Thank you, darling. Uh, shit stain redux, she says. <laughs> and that's out a fountain. Did I say that?
8: Nope. But now
0: you did. Uh, fountain. And then uh, 3333 from Harv Hat. He All just right. said test token.
8: And it, yeah, and it came through. It came
0: through. It it came. Yeah. That HTLC was like,
8: I'm going to
10: come.
0: And it came. So thank you. Hooray. So yes, now that I've taken a Swiss cheese brained uh, theory and uh, put even more holes in it and then served it on a platter in my cocaine shit stain, there you go.
8: Yeah. Well, there that's part of the help is other people I'll discussing a, it too.
0: I'll give you the link to the podcast that I first heard about it. And, uh, that I first heard about it on. We'll put it in the show notes. It'll
8: be in the show notes,
0: yeah. Uh, so that I get the title right and I get the link right. And, and you can hear a productive conversation about it, let's say. Because uh, what happened with Marty was three hours of my life I wish I could have got back, honestly. Oh. Uh-uh. And, and and I need to say, I love Marty Bent and I love Jason Lowry, both of them. But just like the way that discussion went down made them both look poorer, I think, personally. Just was like a little frustrating.
8: That's too bad.
0: Um, I just don't think that a lot was pro- prop like very well articulated on either side. Which you know, fuck, I do the same shit, it's- so it's not like I'm Mister Perfect over here. Yeah. Um, it's just like another. It's just yet another sign of how fucking early all this shit is and where we're at in the whole timeline. Like on a long enough time. This is the thing. We're all out here and. Those of us that care about Bitcoin at this point in time, we have this little, shiny, beautiful piece, this wholly true, by the way, this little, shiny, wholly correct piece of the bigger picture that we have finally glimpsed and we're like, oh, fuck, look at this. I get it. It's, It's beautiful. This is what I want. This is something to stick with. And I know why now. I know why it matters to me now. And then we see somebody else with a similar shiny piece, and they're also saying it's Bitcoin that that's in that shiny piece, but it doesn't look like our piece. And so then we say, oh, you're full of shit. Oh, that's not Bitcoin. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, you don't understand it. Uh, and really, if we just took the time out to try and put all of our pieces together, we could probably assemble this bigger picture and learn a lot more from one another. And over time, this will happen. Definitely. Over time, this will happen.
8: Very cool. And that's why we have the... Uh... On chain off chain, cooking shit saying segment. <laughs> so exactly. we can try and piece it together ourselves. Exactly, we
0: have already <laughs> identified this phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, yep. And we are working. We are working to put these pieces together, not to uh, knock them out of people's hands and tell them that they're worthless. Because that's Bitcoin over there too, man. Yep. That's Bitcoin, and you're gonna have to fucking, uh, you know, be aware of other angles.
8: Yeah ignorance is not bliss
0: uh i think that part of it too by the way if i can just put one little cherry on it on the end of this part of it is that we have for so many years now been fighting against this fucking energy fud that the greenies throw at us and we've been like oh lightning doesn't take any power and oh this and oh this that we've really lost the plot on why it's important that Bitcoin's base layer takes a fuckload of energy. Why it's good that the Bitcoin base layer takes a fuckload of energy. It's a good thing. It's because, and and Lowry would argue, it's because that it is a power projection mechanism and it takes a lot of power and it uses a lot of power. Well, that's power. That is a physical, that's physical real power and it's stored in the form of Bitcoin. You can argue that all of these sats, even if you're just buying them and you're not mining even if you're just buying these sats, you're buying stored electricity and there's a shitload of it that it took to make everyone, every one, every little sat. So that's still a factor. And we can't just, just because some Greenpeace fags are getting all bent out of shape about it doesn't mean that we have to pretend like the power, you know, we're trying to diminish the energy use. Like, oh, it doesn't really use that much energy. Like, yeah. it uses a lot for a reason, for a good reason. It uses a lot of energy for a very good reason, and it should use more, and it's going to use more.
8: Cool. <laughs>
0: and you gotta fucking get used to it, people. Yeah. Because <laughs> it ain't going anywhere.
8: No, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll have to give this a listen. The podcast will be in the show notes.
0: Yeah. Sorry to go rant on it. I didn't, I didn't expect to blow that much time on it, but it's just oh, uh, something people have been talking about
8: yeah no, I think that's fascinating. I just am not following this at all, so i'm <laughs> I'm open minded to it. You yeah know? I'm not gonna push back on it at all because yeah <laughs> I, I, want, I want this is fascinating there's to a lot me.
0: of there's a lot of knee jerks, but uh gotta give software a chance people
8: P- please <laughs> Right? isn't that what we all want?
0: I think so in the long term, but it just seems scary at first. I also understand it. I'm not saying I don't understand the pushback.
9: Hmm.
8: Yeah, a few more conversations will help uh, smooth it out. Yep, I agree. Once, yeah, that's that's just what needs to happen. More yeah. productive conversations and
0: more time, more thought. Yeah, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And
8: it starts with listening. That's correct. Well, you know, it was showing up this week. More what? magic numbers. Oh boy. Yep. Uh, first in one of the most popular narratives of our current. Time. Ukrainian Marines eliminate 33 invaders and two enemy UAVs.
0: Absolutely eliminated.
8: Totally. Yep. Seventeen occupiers and sixteen were taken out as the result of fire damage by artillery. They were obliterated. <laughs> uh then a Sorry, Russian
0: Wait, was that was that a ghost of Kiev or was it the that uh, the
8: This is
0: poltergeist of Odessa, or what, what's going on there?
8: They don't have any fancy story behind it here. Okay. It's just a go Ukrainian Marines gotcha. if you don't like the Russians, which you're not supposed to. Yes, of course. So, uh, But I saw in Russia news that a Russian court upheld a $33 million fine against Google. This was issued by Russia's Federal Anti-Monopoly Service over the company's decision to block certain tube channels. Uh-oh. Yeah. 33 million bucks. That's right. Hey,
0: Russia, we block you, not the other way around. Get it fucking straight.
8: Well, you gotta pay the toll troll, I guess.
0: To get inside that boy's soul.
8: Troll toll. Uh, anyway, uh, my final story for the top 333. You know, I mean, there were a lot of 33s in football scores this week, if you care about that. But, I don't know. Uh, Police charged a 33-year-old man with the murder of another patient at Kingsborough Psychiatric Center in the Bronx. Yep, this uh, 28-year-old was found unconscious with severe trauma to the neck and chest and declared dead. Uh, And this guy is in this outpatient center, although he was convicted of sexually abusing a six-year-old boy in 2019. Uh, He got 42 months in state prison. Which is interesting, because as you know, as we head behind the curtain here, uh, people that get caught moving weed from state to state may face over 200 months in prison. Mm. And this guy, the guy, is a pedophile. And he gets, you know, a couple years and then gets to hang out in the psychiatric center. Messed up, man. Stab motherfuckers.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, we got Grinder in the penal colony for a decade.
8: Yeah, uh, I didn't, hear, uh, the beads, where did the bead curtain go? Is it here still? Yeah. Oh, I'm.
0: It's right over here. Were we going back there already? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I said yeah. that as we
8: head behind the curtain.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You had a transitional wind up, I was like. Yeah. Still waiting for the, I don't know what I was waiting for. Sorry.
8: So, Brittany, or Brittany Griner, but I'm always going to call her Brittany. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, yeah.
8: gritney uh, has been moved to the penal colony. I mentioned last week that there were so many news outlets bringing up horror stories about this certain penal colony with not much backup. Though The backup was uh, they had one of the Pussy Riot members say, like, I was there and it was horrible and... You know, uh, if you if one person does something bad, every there's corporal punishment. Everyone gets punished, and oh, it's just terrible, awful living conditions. Some guy was saying, yeah, you gotta sleep by the pipes because they got no heat, and you get frostbite, and they don't give you clothes, and sometimes your punishment is the guards telling other prisoners to beat your ass. Uh, lots of things, but then this Oxford professor showed up on the scene (laughs) this past week or so. And she's making the rounds, man. Uh, I have a link to a Vice article, uh, which went the most in-depth with their interview with her. But she was also featured on The Guardian and several big mainstream publications. Her name's Judith Pallet. And she has researched the Russian prison system as her specialty. So she talks about this system where the penal colonies are separated and they're color-coded, let me say. There are black colonies and red colonies. And so the black colonies are places where prison gangs pretty much run the place. They have a relationship and, you know, pull political strings with the administration. But they are the power of the joint. And the Red Colonies is where the administration stays in complete control and has informants on the inside. But if you want to be in the good graces, you know, it's not like a a violence or a power struggle there between the inmates. It's who's going to work with the administration. So which one do you think they would send Griner to? One that's run by gangs or one that's run by the political powers that be. I would guess the second. And you would be absolutely right. In fact, this is a hyper red (laughs) penal colony that she's been sent to. And unlike all the other ones, this has basic amenities like running water, toilets, showers. Mm. So, I mean, it's all, I hate to say this, but it's also a women's penal colony. So it's, you know, the women's joints tend to be red. They work through informing and, you know, emotional manipulation and lying your way to get information out of people. It's more tactics like that versus violence that you would see in the men's penal colonies. And uh, they said a third of the prisoners are working directly with the administration. So especially for the first two weeks, she's really going to have to watch out to what she says to anyone. But not speaking Russian, I would think would be quite a hindrance. Like, how many do you think? Do you think many inmates would speak English? I wouldn't assume that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe plenty of Russians speak fine English. Uh, um,
0: that's something I have no idea about.
8: But there, I'm guessing that whoever approaches Grigny first is definitely one of them. They're an other. They're working for the administration. You know. And uh, I'm interested to know what they would want to extract from her. What information she has that they haven't been able to get and how they're going to leverage it over her. But anyways, uh, the most common job at her location, her penal colony, is uh, being in a workshop making clothes for emergency service workers and soldiers, which is what I suspected. And if you trust this oxford professor making the rounds uh which it's not safe to do but uh she makes it sound like that's what most of the women do here instead of you know backbreaking work like mark fogel is facing of course a medical patient given a 14 year sentence in russia um for traveling into the country with weed on him and his prescription but they don't care no weed in russia So this week, uh, the only other update on Grittany that I saw was that John Kirby had a statement. And it, you know, isn't KJP, so it's a little bit easier to get through. Although it's still, uh, you know, a lot of
4: words, not much content. We continue to have ongoing conversations with Russian officials uh, about... Brittany's release, as well as Mr. Whalen's, uh, and trying to get them home to their families where they belong. I can assure you that those conversations are ongoing, um, and uh, we want them both home as fast as possible, and this administration is going to stay committed to that task. On her condition, I, I think you can understand for, for privacy reasons, I'm not going to get into much detail about uh, her physical health. I, I wouldn't do that. I can just tell you that we're taking that very seriously as well, knowing where she is and what penal colonies are designed to do. Um, and we're, uh, make, we're trying to make sure we have as much uh, access uh, and information about her condition a- as possible. Um, sometimes that's done more through uh, her representatives than it is from our diplomatic presence, just because of the modalities of it. But we're doing the best we can to stay on top of it as much as we can.
8: Yeah, they're staying on top of it, all right. (laughs) Uh, Her attorneys have seen her, and they said that she's doing as good as could be expected, which I I think is a positive. Yeah? It's like, yeah, the situation sucks, but she's fine. (laughs) We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see if they get her coaching a um, women's basketball team while she's there. Or if they start asking her about her relationship with China. In America, King. the Department of Defense, or something.
9: Yeah.
8: I guess it would be CIA, more likely, but who knows? I certainly don't. But it's fascinating and um, largely swept under the rug. Um, if you look at other mainstream articles about Britney, there's a lot of talk that she is, and I really think this is just to rile up people who have an emotional investment in Brittany Griner, um, they're all saying, oh, they sent her to the most racist, homophobic prison possible or penal colony possible. And it's like, how do you know that? You know? Ugh. Stupid. Not so stupid is that the DEA removed a cocaine derivative from the Controlled Substances Act. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Repealed prohibition on the Woo! motherfucker.
0: So it can be done.
8: It can. The media has incorrectly been running around with headlines saying that they legalized it.
9: Mm, no course.
8: better than that. No regulations. It's completely removed.
0: Yeah, they've repealed the prohibition of it. <laughs> yes. With a full D schedule. Exactly. Fantastic.
8: Uh it's called i I T. I'm totally unfamiliar with it other than this uh seeing the DEA saying we're taking something off of the Controlled Substances Act.
0: Yeah, they must not care about it at all. That's interesting. It
8: was Schedule 2 because it's derived from cocaine, like I said, which is Schedule 2 also. Sure. Via Econine, which is also Schedule 2. And so it'll be removed fully December 21st of this year. But they received the petition to remove it in November of 2018. So, you know, six years later. Am I doing the math wrong? Four years later. Four years later. (laughs) It's a slow process, man, when you're trying to work with the DEA. Sometimes it can take a decade for them to reject your (laughs) proposal. Um, But this FPCIT is being used as a diagnostic substance when evaluating patients with suspected Parkinson's syndrome. So Mm. I'm not sure how, but... um, They had to kick this back and forth with some other alphabet soup agencies before they could go ahead and remove it from the Controlled Substances Act. And one of them was Health and Human Services, who looked through any time it has been used in, you know, tests or studies, maybe. Uh, And they said that this substance appears more potent than cocaine in some of the behavioral assessments. Okay, So, hey. Wild West on this, pretty cool. Nice. We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sh- now do the rest of them.
8: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All of it.
0: Repeal the Controlled Substances Act.
8: That would be the best case scenario. But I'm not holding my breath. That's sure. <laughs> Of course not. I would die. Of course not. <laughs> uh, the FDA That's sent... That's
0: somehow a radical statement.
8: What, repeal the Controlled Substances Act? Yeah. Such an outdated piece of shit.
0: It's like...
8: Oh, no, a radical statement is like, you know, fighting for no regulation. Yeah. If you play this political two-party system game, both sides want regulation in different ways. Yeah. And it's stupid.
0: Yeah. They both (laughs) suck state boots.
8: And and now I sound like one of the people hating on Jason P. Larry. That's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to elaborate. It's just dumb. Oh, my goodness. Stop telling me what to do. Anyway. I mean, I love a free and open market. That's seems like it would work best in my mind. I'm just a, just a simpleton here in the middle of the country. <laughs> the FDA sent a bunch of warning letters out this week. Well, actually, I guess it was only five. Uh, to companies that are selling CBD food and beverages. Food is such a you know, wide term. Uh, you know, gummies and such. And the only... Place I recognize on the list was American Shaman because they're on every corner here in Kansas City. You know, the East Coast, you go to the Northeast, you see Dunkin' Donuts on every corner. You come to Kansas City, you see American Shaman. Bro, they've got locations
0: inside of like high V's. Yeah. With like the neon lights of Sha- American Shaman CBD,
8: and they were selling hand sanitizer with their freaking logo <laughs> during the Koof saga. Yeah,
0: everybody got it on that cash cow.
8: I was, I'm like, is this CBD lotion? No, fucking
0: <laughs> trendards, dude.
8: Yeah, gross. Anyway, the letter warns these companies that they're selling products that could be confused for traditional food and drinks, and unintentionally over-consumed. So the FDA claims that it's a violation of the FD&C Act. And, of course, they also mention there's products on their shelves that claim to cure, mitigate, or treat diseases, which there's no FDA finding of yet, because the FDA takes forever to do anything, Uh, and maybe doesn't care to. So... They also reprimanded these companies for having pet treats on the shelves. I thought CBD pet treats were fine, but I guess not. Uh Oh, I guess there's a problem with CBD pet treats and animal food that contains CBD. Um, So it seemed like they're asking them to get rid of that. Either way, these companies, these five companies have 15 days to respond with how they're going to address the issues described in their warning letters. And if they don't, Ah, uh, they can face either an injunction or have all of their, all of their product seized. So that's lovely. Uh, so
0: retarded, the government can just give you homework assignments.
8: I know, and I'm sitting here like, what about the 2018 Farm Bill? I thought CBD was cool. I thought CBD was 50 state legal. Think about the puppies. Yeah, yeah, man, the dogs with arthritis and whatever. I've heard it helps, even if it's a you know, a mental trick on the owner, like giving them the CBD treat calms their mind and then the dog calms down or whatever. If it helps, it helps. And it's not hurting. Yeah. well, anyway. Kind Idaho is working to put medical weed on the 2024 ballot. They got their initiative approved back in October and they are beginning their signature drive. However, they're not paying signature gatherers. And it has been a decade since activists in Idaho started trying to get medical passed. Um, They need 7% of signatures, you know, uh, 74,000 signatures about. And um, they're due April 2024, which sounds like a long time, but that's 18 months away. So they talked about their... Canvassing plans, you know. We'll, we'll train people. And we'll go to concerts and events. And best of luck to you. That's all I've got to say. In Michigan, Governor Whitner Whitmer announced a new process for the Social Equity Program participants who have expired pre-qualification status. Now you don't have to reapply with a fee. You can just reapply without paying the fee. Just oh, resubmit. Boy. I mean, I guess you have to like submit a whole new application, but there's no fee involved. Isn't that kind?
0: Kinda kind of <laughs>
8: kind. I'm not sure what the fee was, but yeah, neat. Uh, in Missouri, medical weed dispensaries and license holders can now apply for their comprehensive licenses starting December 8th. So, coming up. It's hard to comprehend. I loved that name, a comprehensive license. Instead of having two licenses, a medical and a recreational, it'll be all-in-one, and th- there's a they call it a conversion fee. I know I've already talked about this, but already established medical dispensaries only have to pay $2,000 to get the comprehensive license, which I think must be fucking nice because everyone else is looking at... Twenty thousand dollars starting place, maybe three million <laughs> was a number that was being thrown around for social equity applicants trying to just break into the recreational market. Yep. So, mm, interesting, right? Yeah, the, definitely. The people who backed the initiative and put it all together, getting the first uh, first round for cheap. Yep.
0: It's really weird how that happens. I don't. I don't understand.
8: There's already been discussions about a whole district that some of these old players big players are going to create where it's like smoky weed land (laughs) by the yeah uh north casey
0: bring your dog smoky weed land
8: yeah no kids though of course because smoky weed land and I, i was like oh i looked at that and i was like good luck you know like with this consumption lounge terminology and stuff that hasn't been approved like well, they'll never do public consumption. But then I saw the names of the players, you know, all the big fish, all the big companies that are probably in other states also. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's in the bag.
9: <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> right. that's
8: why they wrote this article. This is an advertisement. Right. Smoky Weed Land. That's yeah. not what it's called, but... <laughs>
0: They're just uh, lubing us up
8: for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. In Montana... Governor Greg Gianforte's proposed budget came out, and it's a withholding pot revenue from the Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, as the people wanted in their passage of uh, recreational. It was part of the bill. Um, So, let's see. The budget for the next biennium, which I had to look up that word because I am slightly tarted, Uh, June 2023 to June 2025 is the exact dates here, Uh, doesn't give the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks programs the full amount of funding that the voters approved through their constitutional initiative, which was I-90, in 2020. And so there was a 20% sales tax that went into effect January 2022. The general fund was to receive 10.5%. And half of the remainder was supposed to go to the fish, wildlife, and parks programs. But then a piece of legislation came up. Oh, God. What House Bill 701. And it changed things. And I remember talking about this in the bowl because it specifically said, every year, $6 million is going to go to the Healing and Ending Addiction Through Recovery and Treatment Program. And when I looked that up, Guess who runs that program?
0: Who runs that program?
8: The governor.
9: Oh, Greg that's fucking perfect. And every
8: year he gets six million. Doesn't matter how much it is. Like maybe that's a little so percentage. It's not, maybe it's not it's a, set huge. a
0: percent. It's just
8: it's a set amount of money.
0: Uh, pork barrel earmarked.
8: It's ear an earmarked salary, yes, <laughs> or whatever. I'm sorry. It's earmarked for the program. Yeah. It's a budget. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then twenty percent. To Habitat Montana, a specific program. Is that
0: 20% of the total or the remainder? Because there could be conflicts there. I'm
8: thinking the remainder. That's very interesting. Um, But I think it would be, you know, you pull out the 6 million first because that's the specific important number. And then uh, whatever's left, 20% to Habitat Montana, a single wildlife program, Um, which is, of course, instead of the almost 40% that the voters passed with their i-90 constitutional initiative and then uh, on the side four percent to state parks and the non-game wildlife program four percent so they're being ripped off they're getting like half of the amount that they were promised and by promised i mean that the voters agreed upon so (laughs) the governor came out and said you know Ah, we're The wildlife program gets plenty of money. We have to reprioritize these funds to go to veterans and their spouses and treatment services and law enforcement. It's like, really? D- but do they need more money? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Habitat Montana, mentioned here, receives no tax money except for um, this boosted allocation now. So they're getting, it looks like, $12 million this year, which is... Well, in this, not this year, but in this budget. Which is an almost 4% raise from what they previously received for their budget. um Their money generally comes just from sportsmen's licenses. All the fees for licenses. So that's cool. You know, I always love a good story where the will of the voters is overturned. <laughs> or changed or oh, yeah. whatever.
0: It's fucking infuriating.
8: <laughs> yeah. Uh, This was a big story, and it came out the day after our last bowl. Four Chinese nationals were executed at an Oklahoma pot farm. Did you see this?
0: No, I did not see this.
8: (laughs) Yeah. This is some good cartel shit, man.
0: Good
9: God.
8: (laughs) I guess cartel is probably the wrong word if they're Chinese. But, you know, Oklahoma's been really struggling with having these fraud licenses where... You know, an American identity was used to purchase and then somehow it gets put into the hands of foreigners, other countries coming in to grow this weed and do whatever they want with it. Um, So three men and one woman who are all Chinese nationals were killed. Uh, An additional person with no identity uh, markers listed at all was wounded and air flighted to a hospital um and they're not releasing their identities because none of them speak English so there's been no next of kin notification and by none of them speak English they're probably just not talking um the suspect what a suspect <laughs> was picked up um also a chinese national and they think they were all working together you know and something happened huh so they're is an active license at this location at this uh pot farm, a medical growing license. But Oklahoma For how long, who knows. Well, Oklahoma's got to do some digging, digging into how it was obtained, you know? And then where are these <laughs> who's running the joint, you know? Yeah. Uh looking like China, <laughs> which has been a lot of their issues. Yeah. So
0: got to got to do some due diligence, man.
8: Yep. Yeah. Yep, the war on drugs continues.
0: And yet they cap licenses.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: They cap licenses, but then they give some to China. Sweet.
8: I w- I'm wondering how many licenses Oklahoma... Um, yeah, it looks like their regulators have the ability to cap the licenses, but I'm not sure that they do have a cap yet.
9: <sighs>
8: and Oklahoma residents can apply for up to two types of licenses. Neat. In January new bill would force license cap, but did it pass? Dunno. It looks like there is no cap yet in Oklahoma.
0: Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> so
8: damn you for
0: Great. Now I'm fucking shooting <laughs> my own argument in the foot.
8: <laughs> Not you, but you know
0: Please, Spencer, this is why we need cap and regulation.
8: damn it well but no. No. <laughs> It's I, why you don't I, need licenses. There I should know, be no
9: licenses.
0: No. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I understand, though. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? This is going to fuel under- someone's fire. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to take it in a different light. Yeah, yeah.
8: It's gross. Yeah, the it's uh if it bleeds it leads. and this one got all the attention, and it made people point out how terrible Oklahoma's medical system is and stuff, and. You know, you hear the no cap thing, and it's like, well, oh, that actually is a lot better than what we got going on. Big corporate fish running Missouri, owning the whole market, no mom Ma and pop shops at all. Yeah, you know, Oklahoma has been throwing money at law enforcement too to try and tackle all this uh, black market activity, but whatever. It's, uh,
0: it's a hard thing to tackle, you know, because it's. Uh, operated by international gangs.
8: <laughs> yep.
0: In many cases, uncool.
8: Yeah. Oh, this is a uh, the war on drugs, never well, changing.
0: Prohibition keeps it lucrative enough for that to you know remain possible. Definitely. So you can blame prohibition for that as well.
8: Yep. In Pennsylvania, a <sighs> pilot program just kicked off, which gives a senior citizen. Low income medical patients, 50 bucks a month for their medical weed. No. 1,400 lucky seniors have been. <laughs>
9: Hot damn.
8: Uh, chosen. I don't know if more applied and didn't get in or what, but yeah, 1,400 seniors will start getting $50 a month for their medical weed.
9: Wow.
8: Uh, it says in Pennsylvania, the average patient spends $275 a month on weed. Damn. And they have phases. For this program. The third by the third phase, they're opening it up to all low income programs, which includes like WIC, you know, uh, women, infant, children's and all sorts of stuff. So Yeah. Uh already Pennsylvania has waived the cost of getting a medical card and getting a background check if you want to be a caregiver for a medical patient.
0: That's wild. So GA went from Locking people up for weed to buy and you weed,
8: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: That's like a drastic move, man. <laughs>
8: <laughs> They're buying old people weed, which is uh, you know nice if you're old. I think weed would help. Yeah, being old. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard being old ain't the greatest. <laughs> Woo. excuse me. Uh, so in Rhode Island, recreational sales are set to begin December first. Just a couple days away. Three, and I love this terminology. This one really, this, this one really turned me on. Three medical compassion centers Ooh. have been awarded hybrid retail licenses.
0: They should call them Passion Pits.
8: <laughs> That's uh, actually a great idea. <laughs> Getting two birds, so no one's there.
9: Hey, yeah. They
8: are, passion Pit is from Rhode Island, aren't they? I believe so. That's where I saw them.
0: The old double puff, if you know what I'm saying.
8: <laughs> um, but these three <laughs> medical compassion centers, or you know dispensaries as n- normal states call them, uh, they were the first ones to get their licenses in that first round. And now here they are, first dibs, first approvals on the recreational side of things too. Familiar story <laughs> across the country.
7: Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking
8: nice. Yeah. Hybrid retail versus comprehensive. I don't like either of them. (laughs) But whatever. Uh, And then they said there's um, two additional centers that will be approved soon. So, But I also have a clip that came out of Rhode Island this week.
9: Ooh.
8: (laughs) And it involves uh, some of the same players.
2: The nine businesses with products that tested positive for one of 17 prohibited pesticides include all three of Rhode Island's original medical marijuana dispensaries, located in Providence, Warwick, and Portsmouth. The dispensaries both grow their own cannabis and buy from other cultivators. At the Slater Center in Providence, 13 batches of concentrate tested positive in October, according to the Department of Business Regulation. State regulators went there last month to watch the products being destroyed. In a corrective action plan, Slater wrote, quote, because, the Slater Center doesn't use prohibited pesticides, it cannot with certainty identify the source for the positive laboratory tests, noting that 11 of the batches came from other cultivators. In a statement, a spokesperson also said in part, the batches were held in quarantine and never made it into any products sold to patients. This is an example of a regulatory system that works. (laughs) But lab testing was only recently required. Despite medical marijuana being sold in Rhode Island since 2013, it was only last year that the state started requiring testing of products for things like potency, heavy metals, and mold. This year, mandatory pesticide testing took effect on June 30th. Rhode Island's chief cannabis regulator, Matt Santacros, says none of the businesses that tested positive for pesticides are currently accused of directly spraying a banned substance on their marijuana plants, but may have had cross-contamination from their clothes or even through HVAC systems if pesticides were sprayed outside.
0: Yeah, you you gotta take into account... Depending on what kind of a test that they're running, like you know, are they gonna PCR cycle something out into something like right? Like if you look close enough, you can find what you're looking for.
8: Exactly, but just I love about anywhere. I love that it was the three originals got you know pointed out, and that's who just got these uh the direct- Side approved. Yeah,
0: you wonder if that's not like a... So
8: it's kind of like, oh... A little,
0: little bit of warfare shit going on Yeah, something. we're
8: gonna hurt your supply now that you are opening the doors to literally anyone and everyone that wants to come by from you.
0: Bureaucrat got a phone call. Hey, why don't you look into testing some plants from over here?
8: Yeah. And, uh, you know, false positives, anyone?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not but, saying it is or isn't, but I'm just saying like...
8: No, me neither. I have no idea.
0: Wouldn't be difficult, probably.
8: Um... But also, you know, they're getting all their product from trusted third parties. Exactly, yeah. Who can you trust (laughs) in this world? Don't
0: trust, verify.
8: Yep, yep. I also thought it was interesting that they only just started this testing for pesticides and such. Yeah. They've been selling for so long. You didn't hear about massive amounts of people in Rhode Island going to the hospital with uh, sicknesses from the weed or anything. But... Here we are, a regulatory system that works, she said. That part really jiggled me.
0: Uh, You got to love it, right?
8: Yeah, an extra step for everyone.
0: We had a bunch of product we had to destroy while the government watched and the regulators watched because of a bad test. And that's a good thing.
8: I will say, uh, they didn't say how many, but they allude to the fact that there are companies that did not destroy their products and are demanding a retest which is certainly what I would do. Based. Yeah.
0: I don't know. For me like as a it's a tough one, right? Cuz you want clean product. And you don't want people to be Yeah, you don't want especially to get sick you or- don't want people to yeah, be getting sick or hurt injured by products. But it's also like I don't know. I think there should just be more consumer kits, like consumer testing products made so that people can just test their shit oh, okay. themselves.
8: Yeah, so you're suggesting people should be responsible for themselves?
0: Yeah, and learn how to do it. But <laughs> then there's also like, there's an extra pro- layer to the to problem because it's like, all right, well, which, which test do you trust? Right. Which test actually works? Which one am I going to get that doesn't pop a, a false positive? Or should I get three and look at the, you know, see if they all come back the same or come back slightly different. I don't know. Just so many factors, you know?
8: Definitely. Also, if the
0: government picks one testing company to be the tester, then like, what's going on there? Whose cousin is that? You know, like.
8: Exactly. Yeah, who's your daddy? You would
0: at least want a variety of different test providers. A market of test providers. I don't know, man, it's and all then, a fucking mess.
8: Then you gotta spend all this money then to get your product tested like maybe three times and be like, look at the results are inconsistent.
0: Just put the fucking nug in my hand. Let me see it. Let me see it.
8: Oh, got, it's a nug. Oh, it's I weed. got a
0: jewelry loop. I can take a really close look at it. That's true. I can tell you if I want to smoke it or not.
8: Yep. Yep. You know, it, Uh, we haven't been spoiled with Prohibition, so. <laughs> yeah, like, no shit. To me, I'm just like, me.
0: Yeah. I mean, the trust and verification is only increasing. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Ah oh, fuck.
8: Well, in South Dakota, medical patients have been assured that they won't lose their hunting rights, even though they carry a medical weed card. That's good. Uh, Game Fish in Parks does not run background checks to confirm the accuracy of statements made on applications. Based. So what this means is don't narc on yourself.
0: It's a, always a bad idea to do that, no yeah. matter what the fuck you're talking about.
8: But they said, you can mention on your application that you're a medical patient. They don't care. Um, Because it doesn't have to do with purchasing the firearm or whatever. It's just a hunting light. It's separate.
9: Yeah. (laughs) The
0: license is for taking the animal, not for owning and operating and all the fucking firearm part. Yep. You could shoot it with a bow or smack it over the head with a stick.
8: Yep, exactly. So. (laughs) Hit it with a rock. Yeah. Booby trap that bitch. Uh, Bad news out of Texas. No, no. You remember there were five locations that decriminalized. Yes, this uh, midterm. Well, Harker Heights, Texas. I remember
0: everybody was saying,
8: "Oh no, we'll fix it." Yeah, yeah we, they voted wrong. We'll fix it. Yeah, we we can't we can't do that. In uh, Harker Heights, city council repealed the voter-approved decriminalization ordinance this what? week. What? What? Yep. What? Yep. And really. I didn't clip anything, but of course, you know, they always have the public comment period. There you go. And it's always really sad because you always see sick people who need their medicine and, um, you know, in common sense arguments. (laughs) But nope, no step in the right direction here. No. They argue, it was a four to one vote. Um, So I do want to say good job to the lady who said, hey, that's BS and we're going against the will of the voters. Because really you have one job. Yeah. And it's to do what we tell you <laughs> with our money. So, But four, they never do.
0: Four people out of five get to invalidate like how many millions of people.
8: <laughs> yeah, thousands, millions. I don't know. But a lot more than five.
0: Much more than five. So That I can tell you.
8: They just said it's in. Incon- I guess
0: it's a city, right? So it's not. It's just a citywide thing.
8: Well, uh, it's. Yeah. It's so, a local ordinance. Still, but- everyone
0: in the city for fucking four people.
8: The population of Harker Heights, interestingly enough, is 33,560. There you go. <clears throat> um, You know, they didn't like it because it's inconsistent with the Texas state law. And they said that by decriminalizing, you're targeting law enforcement by putting limitations and burdens on their conduct. Good. Right. Good. Yeah. Good. That's what I think, but good you know they just see it as a cop punishment jesus christ and uh well, can't hit stoners over the head no more oh <sighs> yeah uh one of the city attorneys spoke and said
0: get a fucking hobby
8: if a cop decides to arrest someone for marijuana then that cop's gonna be punished and that's just not fair because they're upholding state law it's like excuse me
0: who the fuck do you work for
8: yeah why don't you go catch some violent people Yeah.
0: It's incredible, man.
8: Go stop a murder I'll or a not, rape. I'll,
0: I'll not understand that part.
8: <laughs> yeah. Find someone's car that got stolen. Fuck, eat another donut. I don't just, just leave the stoners alone.
0: Jesus.
8: Ugh. Anyway.
0: I don't get that part. No. I don't either. No, then no, no, no.
8: in Killeen City, Texas, uh, the city council there approved a temporary pause on the decriminalization ordinance, which is slated to last until December 6th, but you know how these things will go. They can just extend it or destroy it, find a way to destroy it in that time, which is what I'm guessing they want to do. Uh, This was on Prop A on their ballot, which received 70% voter approval.
0: Wee-Lad.
8: Unfortunately, this was a unanimous vote by the city council to... uh, Pause it. Or so place a moratorium on it.
0: The city council is unanimously against. Seventy percent of the electorate is what you're trying to tell me. Yep. One hundred percent of the city council is against seventy percent of the electorate. That's right. They should probably seriously consider this when uh, a re-election comes up. And they should. And not only just vote for the fucking whatever or run. So well, a lot of these city council people run unopposed.
8: Yeah. Can't you petition to remove city councilors too?
0: Yeah, you fucking can.
8: Yeah, I signed one of them once. We did it in Columbia.
9: (laughs) Yes, Uh, we did it in Columbia.
8: I almost got expelled from the J school for doing that. (laughs) Fuckers. For doing my god dang right as a citizen, signing a petition. (laughs) Uh, But anyways. um, Yeah, so their excuse for why they did this is wanting more clarity on what the ordinance entails and potential impacts and time to discuss it. But ah, when the voters pass something, it's like, no, the time to discuss and think and read was before the yeah, vote.
0: that was the whole campaign time. And yeah. then we voted. Now do the vote. Yeah. So the whole reason we took a vote.
8: Bullystein in the chat points out that Killeen is a suburb of a large army base in Texas. Oh, boy. So... Ah, Still, though, still, though, 70% of voters were down.
0: Most military people, though, like, most military guys don't do weed and don't care about weed. But also a lot of military guys, actually, uh, do do weed. Do do. Either, like, after they're done, you know. Yeah. Most uh-huh. of it's after they're all done doing military stuff. Because there's a lot of P-tests involved, which is a yeah. whole other fucking rabbit hole. But
8: Yeah, and... Yeah, most of those guys
0: don't give a shit about weed.
8: No one should really give a shit about weed. Weed. Can I be honest?
0: (laughs) Weed. If you've got to be a stickler about weed, you've got to be a stickler about coffee. The only difference is, like, they like coffee because it keeps you productive and alert. So that's, like, an okay one.
8: That's never... I've never understood that. But in terms
0: of actual, like danger that you're in, danger that your body's in, you know. We just lower uh, just a little lower than caffeine on the scale. Definitely. You know.
8: Yeah. I just remember a bit
0: lower than that. So.
8: I remember drinking an espresso <laughs> in Denver <laughs> and I was yeah. too tw- I felt like I had just done a long real yeah, blow. You we fucking
0: yeeked on it. I thing. was
8: Wide-eyed and shaken, <laughs> feeling great, like I needed more. <laughs> Vibrational
0: coffee, yeah,
9: no doubt.
8: it uh, was a long time ago. Anyway, uh, this is a crazy story. Customs and Border Protection uh, is defending their lifetime ban that was placed on a man coming to the United States from Canada uh, after finding a bottle of CBD oil in his car. Uh-oh. Yeah, so... This guy puts together Christmas festivals. He's a holly jolly soul. Okay. And he does it in America as well as in Canada. But he has to come down to like meet with folks and set things up and get things going, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately for him on November 7th, he was picked out for a random search. Oh, no. So uh, I guess he was there for hours being questioned and fingerprinted. They made him submit DNA. Uh, And then they found this little bottle of CBD oil or tincture in his glove compartment. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's like, look at the date. That's been in there since 2019. (laughs) I had literally no idea it's there, but it's CBD. And CBD is legal in the United States, right? Well, it's not legal to cross into the United States with CBD, I guess. Oh, no. So they fined him 500 bucks. Put this lifetime ban on him. They also did a test on the CBD. Even though the label, you know, it's uh, finger wag legal in sure. Canada, everywhere. So it's perfectly labeled and tested, it's right? It's like
0: 50 country legal now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
8: something That's like That's what that.
0: someone told me at a shop. Uh,
8: anyway, uh, the Border Patrol agent allegedly tested this CBD and said they had THC in it. But they never provided proof of the test results to this man. Or his attorneys, or anyone, they're just saying that. So yeah,
0: this the, the power of law enforcement and government.
8: Yeah, so it' good to know. Good to know CBD is a no no at the border. Also,
0: everything's a no no at the border, yeah. man. You might as well just walk across butt ass naked every time and start over.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I brought nothing. But God forbid your clothes are made out of hemp, you know. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. You could like turn that into a rope or something. You got to
0: start. It's like playing a game of rust. You got to start right at the beginning, like bonking a rock, fucking tree with a rock and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start from scratch. Well, across the border.
8: This man has applied for an entry waiver, hoping that he can get his gigs in because this is his season of work. And um, it costs him $585 just to apply. So. He will be seeing them in court, I suppose.
0: I guess so. Yeah, good luck to him.
8: Yeah, good luck. That, it's just so irritating. I know. It's, it's absurd. Like, it's like if you had a water bottle in your car, and they're like, well, shit, you're taking this water from Canada into America, and you just can't do that, because that's not American water. you got to buy American water once you get over there. It's ridiculous. CBD oil. Come on. And my final story <laughs> for Behind the Curtain tonight comes all the way from India in Uttar Pradesh, where police say rats ate about 581 kilos of pot that was stored in two evidence warehouses. Whoa. Yeah. You know how they found out?
0: How did they find out?
8: They were asked to produce the pot in court (laughs) for evidence. (laughs) And they were like, sorry, we can't. The rats ate it.
0: Lots of weed.
8: I'm calling bullshit on that
0: uh i think uh nick the rat and the sewer scientists have a heavy hand in this
8: oh for sure if it was the rats that's definitely where the weed is at now
0: there's no doubt
8: but uh they also said that the warehouses both flooded in october and ruined the weed so like be careful get your jewelers loop out look at that you know for mold and such yeah whatever i just I see stories like this of we <laughs> they can't probably produce... went
0: behind some schools and sold it to some <laughs> fucking junior high kids. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Those shady bastards.
8: Yeah. Entrapment. <laughs> Using it for entrapment and uh breaking the laws themselves. I or mean, enjoying it, very simply.
0: There's a lot of work that gets done. That's <sighs> all.
8: Yeah. That's all for the behind the curtain segment. Oh, fantastic.
0: Too. Uh well, the Reverend Sir Reverend Cybertrucker, to you—he's been back on the road, and he's also back on the air with another <gasps> metal moment.
8: Hell yeah!
0: You ready for this one?
8: Oh, I'm ready. Let's roll. It's the metal, balance,
3: metal.
7: In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker, and Kenny, and Grogu, with this week's Metal Moment. Kitty, formed in 1996 in London, Ontario, has released most of their music through independent labels. Their first album, Spit, was finished in August of 1999, and to promote it, they toured with Slipknot. Their second album, 2001's Oracle, sounded more aggressive than Spit, featuring elements of death metal and thrash. From 2001's Oracle, this is Kitty, What I Always Wanted.
8: that bring you back to my MySpace pages. <laughs>
0: yeah, no doubt.
8: Kitty was always there. Babes of Metal Man. Yeah. Where it's at.
0: No doubt. No doubt. And uh Sir Reverend Cybertrucker's where it's at. You can follow him of course on no agenda Social at Rev Cybertrucker. At no agenda social dot com. Thank um, you, Rev. Thank you so much, Rev. Appreciate all that you do for the bowl. Uh, yeah, also appreciate the ballers for leaving voicemails over there at the old eight one six six zero seven three six six three line. And, uh, we did have a ring right after last week's show.
1: <laughs> hi. Hey. Hi. Hi, hi. Hey. Oh, I've missed you. Hey. I've missed you so. We missed you. I could only stay away for so long.
0: Work is back. And now
1: I'm back to haunt you.
0: Back in action.
4: I'm
1: haunting the ball. Mm-hmm. It's a haint. Did you say, dear Lori and Rose,
9: did you say
1: chocolate covered gummy bears? Oh yeah. What? I've never even heard of those before and I've definitely never tasted them. I've never seen man. I don't know when or how young you were. Where the hell you found chocolate covered chocolate covered gummy bears? That sounds so good. Uh, it got me wondering, oh man, fuck, I'm gonna seek them out, and if I can't find them, then I'll fucking make them. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I can control the the level of uh, cocoa. I have, I have, I have keiko, keiko powder, and I can add honey or uh, maple syrup to it, or sugar. Uh, and keiko is a superfood by itself before it's processed and all that. I bet you knew that. I was thinking, man, that would be great if I learned how to make those, right? How do you do that without melting the gummy? <laughs> <laughs> you put melted chocolate on it. I guess you have to wait for it to reach a certain temperature, and then it'll be
9: dip-worthy dip. Dip or something. Yeah.
1: So I wondered if you like dark chocolate or milk chocolate uh, gummy covered gummy bears.
9: Mm-mm-mm.
1: And what flavor is your favorite? For me, it would be apple, apple gummy bears, which are not that easy to find, uh, or strawberry, of course. mm mm Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I listened uh, to the whole show this week. Oh, nice.
9: Um, and
1: it's been a long time since I've done that. Sometimes I'll just tune in for a while and then tune out. I've been away so long. I, I obviously have my reasons, but sure. I've missed so much. Things I'm so happen. excited for you, Lorian. I'm going to show you how full shit. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I promise. I promise I would keep it to you. I'm so excited for cup number four. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I always wonder how many kids you're going to have by the time you're done with your litters. I think ten. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> They're going to need a ranch to raise all these. We will need more, yeah. that's
0: for sure. it'll be great. No matter what. It's gonna be fucking
8: awesome. I love you guys. In the bowl. Love you, Corky. Yeah, in the bowl. We love you. I, I like milk and dark chocolate.
0: And welcome back.
8: Also, I only discovered chocolate-covered gummy bears this year.
0: Yeah, and not even good quality ones, just the basic ones. Yeah. I mean, they're yummy, don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's your typical cheap wax chocolate kind of candied Gummy bear going on.
8: Yeah. If but,
0: you were doing your own. Oh, uh,
8: that's the way. And
0: I don't know about Keiko. I just know about cacao
8: Yeah, Stay in dangerous. <laughs> but I think my favorite gummy with it is the pineapple ones.
0: Oh, Cork uh, has rang in over the weekend as well. Af- after that, uh, Bowls with Buds. You mean the Bowls with Buds we did? Cabbage Paps. <laughs> oh, wait. I think I. Oh, there we go. Sorry.
1: What? You know what? <clears throat> uh, what, what, what? Hey, hey, hi. Yo. yo. So, yo, in the boat. Yo. I'm in, in the boat.
0: She's in. in the with boat. You
1: two little birds. Can't sing to save my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you encouraged me to share, so you're getting it. Okay. Like it or not, turkeys. In the cage. <laughs> not cave what? So he's in the case. Um what? Oh, God. Couple things. Couple things? So, that interview, oh, I said it. I'm going to get mocked for that. I don't give do a shit. It's both, uh, it's both, like, a, just a conversation and an interview, really. I mean, it's sure. not professional. Um, interviewing you for this position, bend over. No, it's, <laughs> it's. You know, it's an interview, chat convo. It's a great guest. You had a great guest, Cabbage Paps, and you guys, the flow of the convo, the wonderful flow of the convo it was perfect. The whole, the whole show, perfection, perfection, perfection. Hmm. We are Siamese, if you please.
0: feline friend. We are
1: Siamese, <laughs> if you don't please. <laughs> don't you remember that? <laughs> it made me think of that just now. And I just had to play with it and play with you both. Um promised I wouldn't start back with the, you know, excessive fucking voicemails. <laughs> But I had to say, okay, so I can't leave a third, right? <laughs> but I want to answer the FTIE, so I probably will. Yeah, the, the show with Cabbage Paps was exceptional.
0: Gracias. And
1: awesome. On so many levels. The questions and the content and just, yeah, I really, I really look forward to you bringing Cabbage Paps back on. And he was really engaging with the chat, too. That was great. He, he was up he, so he knew chatters.
9: that. Yeah.
0: So he knew the whole routine,
1: man. Um, I'm, I'm almost up here. I had more to say, but you know, I drone on too long.
8: Love you both.
0: Much love. Love you.
8: Ciao.
0: She turned into Siamese there.
8: Yeah.
0: Ate up some of her time, but that's all good. That's the bowl line, man. Hell yeah. That's what goes on in the bowl line, man. Callers talk. And then it's like, you get into it and then you're like, oh fuck, what was I saying? It's uh, it's, it's it's common.
8: Blame it on the weed.
0: Done it myself, uh, a time or two.
8: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Collin.
10: Soaking Tuesday. Oh, with all the beautiful people in the bowl.
0: In the bowl. Hmm. This language. first
10: time I ever played a trading card game. Yes. So it's way back, early to mid '90s. I'm in high school, hanging out with a bunch of the headbangers, things like that during gym class. Now, gym class is kind of fucked up because there was like, you know, four or five different classes all happening at the same hour. And it worked out basically you showed up, dressed out in gym clothes, and participated. You did an A, showed up, dressed out in gym clothes, did not participate in either the half-court um, basketball or volleyball. Gotta be, if you showed up, you gotta be. So, me and the headbanger guys, you'd show up, dress out, bingoes and the bleachers, and I was a uh, shit, whatever. But I started watching them play this card game. They had these little glass pebbles that, you know, they'd be around, with that and this, that, the other. Come uh. to find out it was Magic the Gattawing. Magic the Gattawing. Magic the Gattawing. <laughs> yes. First came out. So they showed me how to play. Um, I think I went out and bought like a pack of cards. They said, hey, I've got my own cards. And I could participate. Um, I, I've got too many hobbies. Even way back then, I, I was always stretching myself kind of thin on interest. So I never actually bought into it. Flash forward early 2000s when it was like Clicks and all of these other collectible little statues turned their base. You know, fight against each other, da 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 da. I, I started pumping some money into that, maybe about a hundred bucks worth, and was like, dude, I, I've just got other shit going on, no real time to play. So I ended up selling them to a buddy of mine, who was into any of these things. Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon cards, whatever fighting cards you could have, it was there. But even to this day, I still have friends that play Magic the, Magic the <laughs> Uh They still collect cards, you, yeah. know, you know, for since, like, the mid to late 90s. And we'll catch up, hang out, roll joints, crack beers, and um, they'll give me leftover cards so I can participate with. But uh, I just I have never gotten deep into it on the fiscal and fiscal. Investment side, uh, it could be very, very pricey to keep buying cards with the luck of getting something
0: badass. True. So you got to just buy yeah, the one you need. Uh,
10: much respect to those who do. Uh, I'm, I totally nerd out with them. Oh,
0: he got cut off. See, it happens. It happens to bowlers. Ha
10: ha! Cell phone dead space. Yeah. Gotta love it. No, that was just a anyway, three minute just mark. Continue that thought. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy hanging out with people that play those games and then a nerd culture that has kind of spawned up around it. I nerd out, just not in the context of, you know, buying, collecting, and all these powerful cards and this, that, the other. Um, Not my cup of tea, uh, financial investment, what have you. But uh, it it is enjoyable to sit around and just observe everyone geeked out on the stuff. I love it. Nerds are great people. Everyone's a nerd. Anyway, peace, all beautiful bowlers. Y'all have a great holiday season.
9: Peace. Uh,
10: yeah. Let's get it.
0: You got it. Adios. Thanks for the ring, Laren.
8: Yeah, thanks, Laren.
0: Yeah, that wasn't the connection. It just, uh, the bowl voicemail line will hang up on you at exactly three minutes. And so that's exactly what it did. That's what happened. <laughs> but, uh Yeah it is a financial commitment that's the thing especially if you want to stay current and play like in tournaments and shit in the current meta cuz they're always changing that shit with new releases so a yeah. deck that used to be good might be bad now that new cards are out to counter all the shit that was popular in the meta you know that happens it happens
8: do they ever uh nerf cards
0: uh yeah so sometimes what they'll do is like there's standard and it's like the current I don't remember how it works. It's like the current release plus the past X amount of releases, right? It's called, it's considered standard. And then sometimes there will be certain cards banned from play in legacy. Legacy is like any of the cards from any of the years, but there's certain cards that are banned. Ooh. Because they're too good.
8: Banned cards. Yeah. Damn. They're the ones you want, but can't use. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They actually aren't worth as much, you know.
8: Sure, because you can't play with them. you can't
0: play them in turny play and stuff, but yeah. yeah. You remember the uh, first time you ever played a trading card game? Yes, I do. What was it?
8: It was Pokemon.
0: Pokemon.
8: <laughs> yeah, and I was very terrible at it.
0: <laughs> How old were you, do you think?
8: This was uh, my first year of school, so I was in preschool, I guess, or kindergarten. Oh, okay. Because Pokemon came out in 95, I believe.
0: That sounds And right. I had
8: seen it on the boob tube, because I grew up with the silent generation, and the TV was on... 24-7, so I watched Pokemon um, as soon as it was out, <laughs> and I just thought they were so cute, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, look at the little pocket monsters, or whatever they are, I need them all, and my library, I always did, this. we've talked about this before, actually, like the summer reading programs, you would put, um, you had like a little card at the library up on a wall, and you would put stickers on it every time you read a book. And so at the end, uh, they wanted to see who read the most books. I was always in the top two. Yep. And you got to go over to a a prize table and pick stuff out. And they had packs of Pokemon cards, like the good, like a big, chunky starter pack that gave me options, you know, with a tin and stuff. So I picked that out. I think I had read the most books. So I was the first dibs and I grabbed that and this boy behind me tried to con me out of it. I was like, no 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 no. I know what I want. I this is it. Yeah. Um so anyways, we played in class and um <laughs> there's this guy. <laughs> I have so many weird stories with this one kid. Like we don't we never kept in touch or anything. But uh, He had Pokemon cards on the first day of school And I brought my Pokemon cards on the first day of school So we were just immediately like Okay let's figure this out <laughs> <Let's>, uh... <laughs> And I don't think we could even read You know Right. So we were just like ma- uh, Using our imaginations on how the battle went <laughs> Nice But anyways He convinced me that he won and yeah. He was like you're gonna have to give me a card now Oh no and... Fuck you No <laughs> I cried. <laughs> okay, like a theme of my early time in school just crying every day because I hated school so much. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, but yeah, I, I did. I gave him a card and, um, my grandparents got really pissed off about that. So I think I ended up getting the card back after a few phone calls were made. Yeah. Which is not the way to parent, in my opinion. Like, you gotta let your kid take that loss and learn from it. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, that kept up until about third grade and I started winning cards myself and yeah, you know, losing a few, but yeah. I was better at it uh, once I could read especially yeah, and argue for the rules and be like, no, this is what's going on. Yeah. And you know, you can always fold up too and just be like, I'm done, you're not playing right. Um, in my opinion. Which yeah. what does that mean either? So, uh, they ended up banning Pokemon cards from my school in three third grade right I was transitioning from a private school to public school in third grade and so I brought my cards to that school I got in trouble for just having them I guess it was a uh, a real issue of bullying goddamn people crying over lost cards or whatever I was over the crying thing I was winning or losing them fair and square So that was uh, my Pokemon run. And then I have no siblings. So then the Pokemon cards just went into a binder. Yeah. And I just drew the pictures that were on them. You know, I just, they were like drawing inspiration. Yeah. And that was it. Art uh, reference material. Yeah. That was my short-lived first (laughs) trading card game career.
0: (laughs) You win some Pokemon, you lose some Pokemon. Yeah,
8: Yeah, you know.
0: (laughs) Such is life.
8: I saw Servo in the chat say Pokemon cards got banned in my school because some kid cried over a bad trade or something. I don't fucking know. That's exactly it. Yep.
0: Yep. It just gets too hairy. There's like these disputes. Schools don't want to deal with that shit.
8: And the boomers teaching you are like, what are these Pokemon?
0: Yeah, why do these kids need them so bad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just a dang old card, man. Uh, Well, I got a dang old voicemail.
8: All right. Hopefully. Oh.
0: Oh, oh, I hear a bong rip, I think. Collar's hitting it.
8: Yeah. got it. There it is. Yeah. All right.
0: So
5: the first time I played Magic the Gathering, I actually didn't play Magic the Gathering until I was an adult.
0: Oh, nice. Um, Me neither. Actually, for Vorean, I was
5: uh 33 when I started playing Magic the Gathering. But I do have a couple funny Magic the Gathering stories. Um, once when I was, I don't know, 13, 14, mid-90s, uh, we had a family gathering and some of my cousins were playing magic the gathering and uh this disturbed my mom who had you know she's always been prone to propaganda Ooh, man that smoke is still coming out <laughs> she's always been prone to the propaganda so she kind of had bought into the satanic panic oh yeah and uh so she called an an adult meeting of all the uh, you know the uncles and aunts and whatnot to discuss that uh, she was concerned that my cousins were actually Summoning demons (laughs) Um, Like literally summoning demons By playing Magic the Gathering So that was fun and embarrassing But then uh, So I I, Of course With that kind of upbringing I I didn't really play Games like that But um, I was working for a startup Like I said When I was in my early 30s About 33 And You know It was a startup So we kind of had these these Fun little uh, Distractions that we could do and so one of the managers had set up, like, a, a Magic the Gathering kind of tournament, maybe? So anyway, I learned to play. Eventually, it got pretty good. I got some good decks. I had a goblin deck that was super fast, red deck, um, and I could just spam, like, hopefully by turn four, I could just start spamming out goblins and just overwhelm pretty quickly. Nice. Uh, so sure. eventually, I was the champion of the office, um, but... And and now I, I haven't played in, in five years and I've got an entire box full of Magic the Gathering cards. But uh, it was a lot of fun while it lasted. I, I did enjoy playing that. Anyway, uh, In the Bowl.
0: In the Bowl.
5: In the
8: Bowl. Mr.
0: Pfeiffer. Uh,
5: Man, fierce. he
8: cleared that and did not cough.
0: I know. Fucking it was pro. a smooth rip, dude. Yeah, Beautiful.
8: Probably off the old bong joe.
0: That's so funny. That reminds me of like, the Sheila Brovzlowski move. Get the parents together. <laughs> your son is summoning two two flying whelps with life link. He is summoning demons and imps. Yeah, I mean, uh,
8: I mean, you know, it is a little bit freaky. I'm
0: not gonna lie about that. But, but uh, the heart
8: of the cards.
0: Yeah, don't get your wig all bent out of shape.
8: But, no, you can't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we gotta follow. up.
5: Oh, I forgot to mention that the uh, the trophy for being the Magic the Gathering uh, champion at the startup was... Uh, it, looked like a, it looked like a butt plug. It looks, it looks like a butt plug. <laughs> I was embarrassed to have it on my desk. Sort of. But also, I thought it was funny. Oh, Interval. that's funny.
8: Summoning demons and displaying butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's fantastic. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Keller. Uh, who's
10: next? Yeah, hi. Hi. I just want to wish everybody a Merry, Merry Christmas and have a good night.
0: Hell yeah. Well, Merry Christmas to you as well.
8: Yeah, Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas and much love. Is that Austin? Ann? I haven't heard of Austin in a while.
8: It sounded wild.
0: Merry Christmas and much love, Oz. Yeah. Good to hear from you, brother. We wish you a Merry Christmas as well. Yeah. Um, hey, do you
8: remember the first time you ever played a trading card game?
0: I do remember the first time I ever played a trading card game. I've got layers to this shit. Because uh, the first time I ever really got into and played a trading card game was the Harry Potter trading card game.
8: Oh. Which... Whoa.
0: Like, has played. <laughs> it's like... I-
8: I was going to say I had a few cards, but I've never played it.
0: It's only like a small time, I think, that was in print. And uh, I should have looked up shit about it. But it worked the same way as all those goddamn games work, you know, where you have to have, uh, like, instead of lands that magic uses, or, like, it is lands, right, that you tap for mana. Instead of that, it's like the uh, spell cards or, you know, you have, like, potions or trans. Or all of those stupid wizard topics, you know, Mm. uh, to use your energy pool from or your mana pool. I don't know what they called it. I'm trying to see when the printing was of this, though. Like, this was back in the day when I was Harry Potter for Halloween and no one knew who the fuck I was. Yeah. It was like late 90s.
8: Where did you get the cards with the books or?
0: In the early aughts. Where did I buy the cards? There was like one place I would go that had them that I would buy them. And it was in Liberty, but I just can't remember, like, I can't remember the place, to be honest with you. I think it was like a, it was It was like some kind of drugstore. It was like a Walgreens or something like that, huh. I'm pretty sure. Sure. But it was, you know, it was with the baseball cards and the other bullshit, where you find all that stuff. Yeah. And it's Harry Potter trading card. I used to buy packs, because that was the first one I ever learned, even how to play.
8: Mm. Who'd you play with?
0: My sister, pretty much exclusively. Nice. We each had, like, little decks we'd play you had like a person card it's kind of like uh planeswalkers and magic where it's like you're playing as one of the wizards you know so you're playing like as harry or as ron or as hermione and everyone has their own special thing they can do you know their special rule they can bend or whatever that was the first trading card game i ever actually played and learned the rules of but i had trading cards before that i got a bunch of them for christmas There was this Christian magic to gathering, what called Redemption.
8: Oh my! And
0: Redemption was actually a way bigger deal than the Harry Potter trading card game ever was, would be, or dreamed of being. Uh, Redemption, straight up in the churchy uh, side of things, did have tournaments at like Christian bookstores and stuff. Um, and I'm not sure if that is still active. And being added to and printed, but uh, it probably is. I wouldn't see why it wouldn't be. And, yeah, basically you got Magic the Gadowing, only uh, a bunch of different, like, religious themes, like Christian-themed stuff. Um, And I never learned how to play that. I never played, actually, I never played out a single game of Redemption because I never, like, understood it. Oh, shit, excuse me. I never understood it or figured it out.
8: Hmm you just had uh, the
0: cards. The rules were a little more complicated and I was a little younger. So when I first got hold of redemption cards, I was probably like 7 or 8 or something. And then Potter, I was like 9 or 10, right? Yeah. So it was like a easier to learn game that I got when I was older and like more equipped to figure it out. Definitely. Um
8: my Yu-Gi-Oh years.
0: I'm telling you dude redemption. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can find a redemption card, sample card. Uh, Humble Seeker. He's a 4-4, pink and red, I guess. I don't know. I can't remember what all that shit means. You may exchange this card with a meek hero from the deck. Reserve or discard, uh... Oh, you can... I'm sorry. Exchange this card with a meek hero from the deck, the reserve, or the discard pile. Because there's all of these. Uh... Protect meek heroes and lost souls from an evil brigade of your choice. (laughs) Can and, Oh, cannot be prevented. Yeah. So I kind of remember now there was like, there were lost souls cards and it was like a good versus evil battle where you were battling over these lost souls essentially. Okay. And you have to like save the lost souls or take the lost souls or something like that. That was kind of like the whole crux of the game.
8: I love that. That's yeah. hilarious and awesome. Wow. Yeah, it. Uh, they released a expansion pack in 2022, Gospel of Christ. There you go. And, yeah. I, just, uh,
0: I figured they'd still be actively doing that.
8: Israel's deliverance uh, date to be announced.
0: Oh, is the it release the next, of that. That's 2023's. The next expansion. But
8: it says, uh, "Redemption is the second oldest trading card game in consistent production, only behind Magic: The Gathering."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's they
8: wild. I'd never heard of this.
0: So it's funny because, like, a bunch of people did get the uh Satanic Panic. Uh, my parents always talked about Dungeons and Dragons. I never even heard of fucking Magic the Gatowing until I was an adult, and I never played it until I was an adult, just like Pfeiffer was saying. Uh, my roommates in college taught me how to play, and then they took me to a couple tourneys, and we used to play like at the local uh Nerd Shack, too. Um, I ran a deck I, I really loved playing. I still love playing it if uh, anybody plays, but I have shit, I've played like five, six years. Yin-Yang Knights, it's like all white knights but with a splash of black for Hakone, which is this uh, zombie knight. He's like a legendary zombie knight and he summons knights from the graveyard. So you just got your knights and it's just this fucking, you know, just this regular tribal deck. You're just building knights out there. And then, like, some knights make other knights undestructible. And if you get two out there, then fucking forget about it. Like, they protect each other as well. Fantastic. I love playing that deck. I, I'm i kind of like a stick to a deck once you find your deck you love and fuck the meta, you know? It's like, oh, it's not very good in the meta right now. I'll just get, you know, beat a couple times. Fuck it. I like playing this goddamn deck.
8: Yeah. I play for fun, too, not in a tournament.
0: I like the tournament in certain situations because, like, if there's a dispute, you just fucking shoot your hand up in the air and this guy comes over with an iPad and, like... A super nerd. Y- you point to what's going on and he tells you what the fuck's happening. Somebody tried to fuck me around on my, uh, night's deck at a tournament in Indy, right? Because, you know, we drove out to Indianapolis for this tournament... And there's this fucking land. I don't remember what the name of the land is now. It's been so long. But there's this land that you can tap and destroy. Like opponent selects target creature to destroy, or something like that. Okay. Um, so you just say you're toast. You tap the land, and opponent targets. Opponent chooses a creature to be destroyed. Oh, okay. Of theirs. So it's like you tap your land, and then I have to destroy one of my creatures. But I get to pick which one. Yep. Well, uh the kid tried to say it was like sacrifice target creature, but it's not. It's destroy. And yep. he had he had the Italian version of the card or something like that. Oh. So it wasn't in English. Ugh. And he was trying to like say, No, no, no. Because I had my indestructible knights out there. So I just picked, you know, that's the one I target obviously to be destroyed is one that can't be destroyed. So that's what happens. You say, Okay, this knight here and then it fizzles and it doesn't be destroyed. And it's like, I played my, my roommate has that same card, but in English. So I know what that card does, you know? Yeah. Fucker. But all you got to do is just put, put your hand up in the air. They come over. I'm like, and she's like, what's the problem? He's like, well, he's telling me which, tar- which creature I want to destroy because of his fucking land there. And I picked this indestructible one. And the guy's like, oh yeah, smart. That's
8: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so what you're supposed to
0: do. Yeah, <laughs> fuckers. Nice. They'll try to scam you at tourneys, man, by using Italian cards.
8: Yeah, not even in English. Hey, did you see C-Dubs? Mamma mia!
0: Did I see C-Dubs?
8: C-Dubs in the chat said, ever play Gwent? <laughs> Gwent? <laughs> fucking A, I played I Gwent. I do, that get you excited.
0: Oh, yeah, fucking Gwent. For some reason, the goofy Hearthstone song came into my head. Uh, you know what else is coming to my head, though? What? The next caller. Token Tuesday! Oh, yeah!
6: Where you can get all your tokens and go ride the subway!
0: <laughs> there you go! They still play
6: tokens. I don't think I've ever ridden the Subway, so... I think you can use a Charlie well, card now, here kid. we go. Another question where my answer is... Kind of, sort of, never. I mean, never got into Pokemon. remember having, like, the Game game, game Boy Pokemon game, but never... Pokemon card, but never got <gasps> into, like, trading games. Had a little bit of baseball cards and stuff like that, but it's funny because I was into baseball, but just kind of had some baseball cards and... Didn't know anything about them, but just like had them like, oh, I got some baseball cards because that's the thing to do. And, uh, yeah, I remember pogs. You guys remember those? Oh, pogs. Like, yeah. Around, yeah. Like, Hot Minute, I remember those. And, uh, but we never, so it's kind of like trading in a way if you play for Keats, but I think only once did I ever like maybe play for Keats. and yeah. So kind of trading ish. I mean, but the round, does so that can still count as a card? We're going to come as a card, so. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Alright, well, that'd be they. Love you guys. That' Andrews. And whether or not you're playing Pokemon, or you're playing Magic the Gathering, is that trading card game? I don't know. Yep. Uh, or you're, uh, just sitting here listening to a live stream, or you're listening to the recorder first, later, like I do. You can always say,
8: Kaka!
0: Yeah, you can say it any time.
9: Heck
8: yeah. No
0: matter what speed you play it back at.
8: That's right.
0: Uh Cheers, Chris Battles. Never, huh? Never has he ever. Never has he ever. Well you got a drink, I guess. <laughs> um Yeah. Where's the next caller?
3: Oh my gosh, he
0: sticked us up front.
3: <laughs> First time I ever uh. played a freaking card game. I don't think I have never. That's I don't think two. I've never played a trading card game. Two bowlers in a row. Um, do pogs count.
9: Ah, uh, you no. play the
3: shit out of pogs. <laughs> I get that though. They're essentially just you know. You do trade them thick ass paper stock. They're like and, um, circular cards. Yeah. You trade them.
0: Yeah, you huh. do.
3: Or you know, like give them away uh, begrudgingly. Yeah. And somebody wins. Hand
0: them out of I sexual favors. Trading card games
3: that I ever played. Hmm. No. You guys doing good? <laughs> We're doing oh, fucking yeah. fantastic, yeah. man. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most indeed. Yep. <laughs> Not today. But maybe. No. You never know. Maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow is the end of the day, dude. Dude, what? Look, you dudes, all you dudes out there! I saw a hawk, a hawk standing on top of someone's car, ooh, in the Walmart parking lot, um, yesterday morning. The damnedest thing! <laughs> I've never seen hawks uh, just standing around on top of a fucking parked car.
2: That's just bold. Around.
3: I watched it for a long time. Then naturally, when I go to pull my phone out to take a picture of it. It looks right at me and flies away. Huh. Birds don't like their picture stick. Why is that? It's not because they're not real. It's because they're fucking vampires.
0: Because it steals their souls.
3: There you go. In the bowl, all you bowleritos and bolerinas and boler. In the bowl. Knock them pins down. Never forget the scoop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hat trick stick
8: hat trick stick. Two in the front
0: and one in the back.
8: The synchronicity with the pogs, man. That made me laugh out loud.
0: The pogs, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I remember pogs. I don't know. I guess we can count them as round. We're here. We very (laughs) generously count things here. Yeah. For the F-tie. And uh, they are made of cardboard. They are circular cards of sorts.
8: Yeah. Kind of battle with them.
0: You do trade them for sure. Yep. You show off your... uh, Super slick slammer. You had to have a slammer. What's Pogs without a slammer? You gotta have a fucking... Uh, they are not cards. <laughs> the chat is sure of this. Uh, just only behind the curtain, Pogs can be cards for this round. Uh, Yes.
7: Hey, guys. Hey. Rev here. Hey, Rev. Let's see. The first trading card game I ever played. The first time I ever played one. Well, it was 1994 or 95. I can't remember exactly which. And I was hanging around downtown Colorado Springs at the park. And I needed something to do, so I happened to look over and see this uh, game store. And I'd played D and D before in California before I moved. I went into this store to see what was going on, and they had this card game that they had laid out. It was a uh, hat
0: oh lost the rev he's going through a storm he's driving under a bridge rev blink twice if you can hear me rev! trying to hang into the end here oh oh i heard the oh, end of ball. the end of the bowl <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Rev, I hope you're doing all right. 94, 95, he goes all the way back. Uh, when's, when
8: did Magic the Gathering come out? 89? I'll consult the Book of Knowledge. I
0: feel like it was like 89. We need a better system. <laughs>
8: 93.
0: <laughs> we need that uh, 93. Damn, a general
8: okay. release on August 5th,
0: 1993. 93. And we need satellite link. We need a satellite backup link. He did get the bowl in at the end, though. We heard that. Yeah. He always get the in the bowl, then. Oh, it looks like the Rev called us back, actually.
7: Well, I hear that it got cut off, so I'll try again.
0: All the right. Perfect.
7: Plane, uh, went into this store, and they were playing uh, uh, Magic the Gathering, which uh, I now call Hassle the Dorkening. <laughs> but uh, we started playing. Uh, uh, they were playing that game, and I went in, and I checked it out. And One guy said, uh, do you want to play? And I told him, I don't have any cards. And he says, that's all right. I'll spot you. And he gives me an unopened starter deck and five boosters. Nice. Now, this is back during the alpha days when they just started out the game, I guess. And uh he gave me this. He showed me how to make a deck and how to swap cards in and out and everything. And then I played. And I got hooked. I've got... Now, uh, to this day, I have thousands of cards I still play.
0: Nice. Uh, I got
7: my wife into it. Um, I got my daughters into it. And we still play the game. I've got an idea for a collectible card game myself, too. But that's another story.
0: In the bowl... In the bowl. In the bowl. Damn, Rev, you sounded crispy as fuck there. Cheers, Rev. Cheers, Rev. That was uh, that seemed to be a popular topic. People like talking about the magic to wing.
8: Yeah. That was a no great one.
0: Right, of course, now we got to pick one for... Oh,
8: uh, yeah. What's the next F-tie? What
0: is the next F-tie? I do have a list of them that uh, have been su- suggested. <laughs> First time... Wait, when did I add this? This had to be a C-dubs. First time I ever hid something in my butt?
8: There's... <laughs> That was definitely c
0: Uh There's no way we're going to get a bunch of calls on that. Uh, went to a <laughs> conference, ran over the voicemail limit. Now, some of you could uh, leave F-ties about that, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, choked on something, pulled a prank, got promoted. Any of these speaking to your heart? Any of them. Wow.
8: I thought we were just going on the list <laughs> in chronological well, order. Next
0: uh, from the top is called in and left to F-tie. Is that what you want? Oh, well,
8: there you go. Yeah.
0: First time I ever called in and left a first time I ever.
8: It's the perfect time for a new bowler to leave an F.T.I.
0: Yeah. See, <laughs> this is the beautiful one because everyone can participate. Because if you have never called in and left a first time I ever, then you can call in and say, hey, it's happening right now. This is first time I ever called in and left a first time I ever
9: C.
8: Dubs is out of it that we should not do that. That's for an anniversary. Oh, that's <laughs> the for way you typed anniversary. I was trying to read it out, but that's like for like 500. show 500.
0: We can't use it, we're not allowed to use it just on uh 211. Two <laughs> but Bush did 211. <laughs> okay, if Bush did 211,
8: I'm very open minded. So show
0: 420. Okay, all right, we'll take it into consideration. First time I ever. Uh, went to the DMV, changed jobs. Oh, there's Play Magic the Gathering. It's not the next one. It's down here. It's just a fun one. Oh. Huh. <clears throat> peed during a live podcast. See, the problem is I list these out, and you don't even care about any of them. You just hear them and go, I don't want to do any of them.
8: That's not true. I, I, I hear them, and I think of my answers as each one is going by.
0: <laughs> First time I ever pulled a prank. That'll be a great one. Okay. pull the prank.
8: First time you ever pulled a prank?
0: We've all pulled a prank, right? Mm. It's a bunch of bowlers <laughs> in here, right? Not a bunch of sticks.
8: <laughs>
9: uh,
0: yeah. Everyone. I do a have prank, to I cross out. Definitely. Also played Magic: The Gathering. Yeah,
8: which we opened up for. Cr-
0: crossing it off leaves uh, one official thing left to do.
3: Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling.
8: Yeah, let's go bowling. I'd like to go bowling with this colombian judge who got suspended after appearing on a virtual court call half naked smoking a cigarette in bed yeah this
0: not for the action but for the consequence
8: (laughs) this uh exactly exactly this 33 second clip of this virtual call has been making the rounds on the interwebs i bet it has um when I say half dressed, it's it's not like in lingerie like top
0: half, bottom half.
8: Well, she's wearing a t shirt, maybe no bra and undies, smoking a cigarette. Oh. But she looks disheveled. Like she doesn't know her camera's on. You I know? See. Like yeah. it's not like a racy like, oh I dressed like this for you guys. No, it's like she I just woke up. She crawled out
0: of bed and got on the call. She's and- in
8: bed. She did not crawl out of bed. She oh, flipped right. her laptop open and started. And the call was uh, debating over whether a man charged in a 2021 car bombing should be granted bail. So, um, you know, she, like, leans back and starts taking drags off the cigarette, and that's when you can see her undies and uh, whatever. And And the prosecutor comes on and tells her her camera's on, and she turns it off quite hurriedly. But someone on that fucking call... Decided to report her to the National Commission of Judicial Ethics. Oh, gee. And so she's suspended until February 2023. Now, if this was her first time...
0: I mean, if you're a judge, you got to have your pants on, I guess.
8: Your robes. You got, like, this yeah. full costume you're supposed to be wearing, right? Or at least, like, a monkey suit, like a business suit. Yeah, like tie, or you know, button-ups and dress pants or whatever. Yeah. A blazer. I don't know if, uh, and, and you know, February—that's only about two months away, three months away. So mm, it could—it <laughs> could have been worse. Uh, but maybe,
0: I, maybe the law is about to get way more laid back, man.
8: Maybe uh, she has faced disciplinary action before on oh, some
0: repeat offender.
8: Yeah, this time it was uh, over some photos she had posted online that was is it, in lingerie. Noise. So she got in trouble for that, but they're still online. So, have just lingerie, yeah, exactly. They're not nudes or nothing,
0: child's play.
8: Uh. anyway, I know. And mean, she looked good, you know. It's like, hey, some people wear less to the beach,
0: yeah, come on,
8: <laughs> some I mean, people don't wear nothing at all. <laughs> but of course, the clothing is what really sexualizes the body more than anything. <sighs> so, it's funny that my <sighs> mom's like, it's not like she was naked. Like, yeah, naked is kind of goofy sometimes.
0: <laughs> What's this tell us, children? Don't be a judge. Don't grow up to be judges.
8: Yeah. Anyway, uh, she, it, a lot of outlets were reaching out to her for a public comment on the incident. And she went on a radio station and said she was laying in bed smoking that cigarette because she was suffering from an anxiety attack and low blood pressure.
0: Oh, I, I and hate it when they like, both man, hit it at the same time, though.
8: I just thought the excuse was lame, you know, or like, even if true, I was like, don't back down, don't apologize, you know, fuck them, put your tits in their face, (laughs) 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 that's how you get even, (laughs) get some racy photos of all those dudes, (laughs) I don't know, but she's cute, anyway, she'll be back, just like uh, this Florida man, who you may know as Wide Neck, He has an exceptionally wide neck and uh, his mugshot is a meme for that wide neck. Do you know who I'm talking about? Charles McDowell? I think so.
0: (laughs) The son I am disappoint guy?
8: I think so, yeah. I think his meme's been using a lot of context. (laughs) But anyways, uh, he was arrested again. And this time it was for aggravated stalking and withholding child support, which is lame. That's a lame thing to be arrested for, I think. Uh, Not that it's like, oh, there's a good thing to be arrested for. Oh, no, not that guy.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say. Not that guy. He better not be this guy.
8: No. Um,
0: He's one of my meme heroes,
8: dude. (laughs) I didn't didn't even, my brain didn't remember the other one. Here, I'll uh, post it in the chat. That's so funny. These guys, they would just definitely, you know.
0: Wide-necked Florida man.
8: They'd stick their necks out for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyways, oh, I remember this
8: guy. Yeah. Okay. He goes by Wide Neck on his on the socials that he uses. Uh, he's fully embraced it, and I mean, it's a wide
0: one. Be hard to find wider. <laughs>
8: <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, anyway,
0: look like a tree trunk coming out that T-shirt, man. Dang. <laughs>
8: yeah, he was arrested this past weekend, um, and I guess he sent some threatening texts and showed up oh. at this lady's house. To whom he also, uh, maybe not to the same lady, but he's not paying his child support, I guess. So okay. there was a warrant, and that warrant was out for a few months, and they just got him this weekend. So, Very Florida. Very Florida. You know what else is very Florida? What's that? Oh, Sui- wait, hold
0: on. Sorry.
8: Oh, This yes. one's for Thick Thicknook.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. Go ahead.
8: <laughs> uh, also, very Florida is suing Kraft over their Velveeta mac and cheese product because it says it'll be ready in three and a half minutes, and that's a lie. Yeah, hey.
0: What the fuck is this about the three and a half minutes thing, man?
8: It says on the front of the box...
0: started eight minutes ago.
8: ...ready in three and a half minutes. And this Florida woman is simply standing up and saying that's not true because (laughs) they're not taking into account the time it takes to remove the lid... And add the water and stir after you pull it out of the microwave. Yeah. And then leave it standing. I mean, you know, there's all, you gotta let it cool. You it's can't just, just start eating it. You
0: just punch three minutes on the timer. Three and a
8: half minutes is yeah. the microwave timer. It is not ready in three and a half minutes.
0: That's right. And she's
8: arguing that they're violating federal law with that lie.
0: Wow, so, very big time.
8: Florida woman is seeking $5 million in damages for deceptive and unfair trade practices. And Kraft has poo-pooed it. The whole thing just says it's frivolous.
0: Time is money, Kraft. You put money right on that box. Better be accurate.
8: Yeah. Kraft mac and cheese.
0: Well, good for her. Did I give her a ball? Here's one.
8: I don't think so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who's keeping track of these fucking balls behind the curtain? Good lord. The
8: bowlers. No, just kidding. They're hanging with us. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Whose turn is it? Come on, are you get a roll? Go ahead.
8: Yeah, right? Put your drink down, man. (laughs) You're up. A pilot survived a plane crash and walked six miles to get cell phone service so he could make a call about it. He was traveling to Idaho and crashed right around Durst Mountain in Utah. And he had to walk down an ATV road to get cell phone service. And he called his son... And he was like, hey, man, I just crashed. And his son was like, dude, you should probably call 911. And he was like, yeah, I guess I probably should. (laughs) So he did. And firefighters triangulated his location. Um, And one of the, the plane was in one piece. He did a fantastic job landing it. Like, I think crash is a poor word. But one of the fuel tanks did get crushed. So they had to patch that up and clean the area. You disable a battery, you know assess the wreckage they said it was a total loss um unfortunately even though it kind of it looks like it just needs uh new tires and a new little fuel tank there but luckily for this guy he just had some bumps and bruises he said no to medical treatment at the site just asked them to take him back to the plane to get his belongings and uh he was good to go
0: and they took him back to the plane the others had already taken all the shit out of it
8: Maybe. (laughs) You know what? They didn't talk about if uh, his personal belongings are still there or (laughs) what happened after that. Then (laughs) where do you go?
0: He fell into a trap.
8: Do they get you a hotel room? You probably got to pay for it yourself. Yeah. And then like, are they going to cut up this plane and move it out on ATVs? Like, how do you get it out of there? I guess
0: you got to rent a dumpster or something. I don't know. I mean, if it's a total, then they're going to get a wrecking crew. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Bless you. There's a process, as our Canadian friends would say. A process? Yeah, Junker comes out. I mean, if your insurance is going to claim, call it a total loss, then the insurance company also comes and picks up <laughs> that metal because then they make money off of it. They and, like, have to sell it somewhere.
8: They're going to have to ride their ATVs to do so.
0: <laughs> yeah, likely. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they helicopter it out of there. Crash another one. <laughs>
8: yeah. <laughs> and this is where we go down. Oh, shit. There was another plane crash this week.
0: Oh, God.
8: Um,
0: Bad week for planes.
8: Yeah, this plane crashed right into live power lines about 100 feet above the ground and caused widespread outages for 120,000 customers in Maryland. Oh. Now, most customers <laughs> had their power restored before... The people were pulled out of the plane. The two passengers, or pilot and passenger.
9: That's
0: priorities right there.
8: Yeah. It was a 65-year-old man and a 66-year-old woman. Um, they had to wait six hours to be rescued, but um, their injuries were non-life-threatening. Hypothermia did set in, though, while they waited. Bummer. Um, and this was a single-engine Mooney M20J that left White Plains, New York, and crashed into Gaithersburg, Maryland. I mean, the picture is terrifying. Because it's like, it looks like they crashed right into the power station. Yeah. Like, right where you don't want (laughs) to crash. Fuck that. So, of course, utility contractors had to come out and disconnect all the high-tension wires. Right. So that rescuers could then stabilize the plane and then go up there and get them. So, no fun. A lot of pla- two plane crashes this week. What's going on? Yeah, was there a uh, electromagnetic uh, shift or something?
0: You're supposed to just enter the goddamn <laughs> numbers, hit the button.
8: Yeah, someone wasn't doing their job. Uh, this eleven-year-old boy was though. His apartment caught on fire. Uh, well, the apartment building, and so the alarm went off. He ran outside, and then he was like, "Shit." My two-year-old sister's still in there. She can't get out because she's two. So he ran back inside up to the second-story apartment he lived in and saved his two-year-old sister with just a minor burn to his arm. Uh His sister was totally fine. She didn't get burnt or anything. She probably had no idea what was going on.
0: So it all worked out perfect.
8: Yeah, it was a great one. Uh, And investigators ruled the fire as accidental, and they blamed and... Unspecified electrical event in a second floor bedroom outlet, but uh, they got the blaze under control in ten minutes. Nice. Um, out of the eight apartments in the building, two were left uninhabitable. So not bad. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
9: That's
8: uh. I mean that sucks. For those. Could have been uh, a lot worse. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. No injuries and stuff. Now here's a wild story. Uh, this Utah man went out camping with his family eight years ago in the west desert which is about two hours away from salt lake city and they brought their horse with him so he woke up in the morning to these like awful rustling sounds and saw like unzipped his tent just in time to see his horse whose name was mongo break loose and run very fast after a group of wild mustangs So he went out to chase the horse, but I guess a snowstorm rolled in, so he had to turn back and go back to be with his family. Damn it. Um, And every weekend after that, he made the two-hour drive to this place to search for Mongo with his dad until his dad passed away. Then a bunch of bad events happened in his life. He went through a divorce. He lost his house. He suffered a major brain injury. Due to a car crash And ultimately gave up On finding Mongo in 2017 That's three years Of going out every weekend To look for this horse Damn So he told the Bureau of Land Management About it Like right when it happened You know Right So it was on file and whatever This September He got a phone call From them The Bureau of Land Management Saying I think we have your horse and he has since moved a little further away, so he had to make a four-hour drive out there with a trailer to see if it was Mongo. And it was. So after eight years, they've been reunited.
0: Very nice. About time, Mongo. Dang. Yeah. Where, where you been, man?
8: Uh, The workers, they could just tell. Um, I guess they got an extra Mustang quota or something. They were told, like, hey, take more horses in because the population's going up and whatever. And they could tell that one of them was domesticated because it didn't try to flee or fight. It just, uh, you know, kind of was like, "Oh hey, people." And when they took him in and cleaned him up, they found a brand on his left shoulder. So, yep. And dude gets there. The horse walked right into his trailer. Oh, uh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, oh, there's boy. a
0: there's a mongo boost from uh, Bully Steed.
8: Yeah, Mongo. Thanks, Bully. I know, that's such a great story. Uh, also this week, someone in West Seneca spotted a rare white deer.
0: Ooh.
8: So I thought, ooh, an albino deer, and then immediately was corrected, because to be albino, you have to be missing the pigments from your eyes as right. well. yep. And this one has the dark eyes or brown eyes, so this is leucism, Where they're it's white all white fur, yeah. But leucism can include just like patches of white. Interesting. Gotcha. Uh the Parks and Recs folk are not worried about this deer surviving because it's in a suburban area where the chances of living are much much higher because there's no hunters coming out for you, unless you you know jump in front of a car.
0: Cars are uh, yeah.
8: The hood deer are crazy.
0: Hood deer will just run all over the place, man.
8: Yeah, they don't pay any attention. No. Oh, Also things that don't pay attention, geese and ducks. Yeah. More than 100 geese and 25 ducks have been found dead on a Minnesota lake. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Aptly named Loon Lake.
0: Loon Lake, okay. Because on account of the loons?
8: Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But they said there's several hundred geese that are still using the lake that aren't dead. The pictures are pretty gruesome, all these dead geese and stuff. Uh, So they've uh, collected their bodies for testing to see what's going on, but the results are pending. I bet you can guess what the speculation is.
0: Some dirty water, bro. Right?
8: Oh no! Oh, they're Come thinking
0: on. no, they're thinking duck flu, huh? Yeah,
8: they're thinking bird flu,
0: bird flu, and duck flu, they, all I mean, flus, they're the flus. The mainstream media—they're thinking the contagion continues.
8: Yeah, the lamestream media is saying bird contagion. Eh, I think dirty water would make more sense.
9: <laughs>
8: but what? What do I know? Nothing. And my final story for the lands tonight, comes from uh, Utah, where a woman was awarded nearly two and a half million dollars from a Colorado ski resort giant after an employee hit her with a bowling ball. Look out, look out. Ah, I got the bitch. Uh, So, you know, they named and shamed him in the headline. Vail Resorts had a company outing at this bowling uh, lanes. The bowling lanes. Jupiter Bowl. Sounds fun. Yeah, three years ago. But that's the thing is the employees started having too much fun and they clogged a gutter. So this woman had to go out and try and fix the clogged gutter. When one of the employees decided, Oh, it'd be really fun if I just cradled the ball in one hand and spun around in circles really fast and then let the ball go. And that ball came flying right at this woman and hit her in the left hand. Like that could have been way worse.
9: Jeez. But
8: she was able to save herself with her left hand uh, but, you know, obviously lost her hand pretty much. It was fractured in multiple places, and now is permanently impaired.
0: Fuck that.
8: But, you know, also, when they were going through the the court case over this, um, she talked about how people were just throwing the bowling balls, and, I mean, people were being irresponsible. People rowdy. just got
0: hammered and started throwing shit everywhere?
8: Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, like, the, when I mentioned last week, uh, if you'd have such a you're one of those people goes to the bowling alleys and knocks the ceiling tiles out. Yeah. Like that kind of shit was going down. People were just throwing them and slamming them and, you know, doing it through the legs. That's not so dangerous, but like I said, this, uh, this dude was spinning around with the ball in one hand and believe, just let it go.
0: Believe you get your ass kicked doing something like that, man.
8: Exactly. So, uh, well, she's getting paid, but fuck that hurts thinking about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That is not bowling etiquette, my man.
8: No, not at all.
0: Not at all. Well, hey, we're walking off in bowling etiquette style tonight, though. This is a long one. Wowie zowie. Thanks for hanging in there, bowlers. We'll be seeing you Friday night. We're going to be joined by the partisan night slut himself. Effortless. Woo! So, uh, do join us for that. And, uh... Also, every Tuesday night, right after DH Unplug, you'll find us here at stream.bowlafterbowl.com and on the No Agenda stream. It's been a great night. Thanks for hanging out. I will remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
8: And I'll always be Dame Dolorian. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter.
10: What? 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 What?
6: I'm the supporter of human beings! Beep, being, 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 being.
5: You can't dance and move your legs around.
6: That's why his body fell apart. That's why I voted for Obama to do people like me.
2: It's just me and my ganja. They banned this person from Facebook and YouTube.
6: That's a dumb place to keep balls. In the bowl.
10: Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.
9: Bowl after bowl.com